afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for spike the junicorn cohen i am matt wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom hey everyone how are you doing i'm, I'm certain i'm doing well <laughs> we assume you're all okay how's your week been my week my week has been just freaking fantastic sounds like it no, my week has been actually one of the best weeks I've had in a really, really, really long time. Oh, good. So, I had a pretty good week, too. I uh, I got to meet our future president and and the orb mother herself, uh, Marianne Williamson. And uh, that was... You had a better week than me. What's that? You had a better week than me. Just because of that? Yeah, because your chakras are now aligned. Like perfectly aligned. Yeah, no, I can feel it. I can feel like my third eye is wide open. I don't know, like, I, you know, I don't use makeup, so I don't know if you can see it, but um, it's, uh, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. I, uh, I wasn't ready for it to be spiritual. I was expecting it to be, well, I guess I was expecting it to be spiritual. Um, so don't mind me, guys. Uh, apparently the lovely folks at CNN are making it. Uh, they aren't doing a splash page like uh, NBC did when they're during their debate. I think they're just going to go live immediately as soon as uh, as soon as they uh, are ready to go live at eight. So I will be having to do that while I talk to Matt and you fine folks. Right. Hey. Hey. So we've got a couple. We literally only have a couple of minutes to kill. But uh, if you're planning on starting a podcast. Yeah, guys, if you're planning on starting a podcast, Anchor FM is the easiest way to make a podcast. That's right. They have the creation tools that make it just super easy for you to do everything you need. I don't have the notes up. Uh, (laughs) So it sounds great. So it sounds great. pull up faster notes is it possible that 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 they uh let you uh easily that it easily shares your podcast all the the main podcasters such as apple podcast google podcast and many more spotify radio public and many more wow the best part is you can easily make money from your podcast oh well you can but i'm sure you have to have some kind of minimum listenership you you would think they say they can't hear me um you would think that you would need some kind of uh, minimum li- li- minimum listenership, but you don't need have a minimum listenership. Who is saying they can't hear you? Because on YouTube, Private Robin the Brat. Hmm. Chris Reynolds. Who is saying they uh, can't hear you? Because on well, YouTube, Private Robin the Brat. Huh. No, I'm not. I can hear you. I could hear me on the back. Yeah. 
well, I don't know what's going on there, PVT Petrobin the Brat 81. Because we can hear. No, I can, yeah, I can hear me. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can, we can hear. We can hear Matt. So I'm sorry if someone can't. Robin the Brat, I apologize. I don't know how we can fix that for you. Yeah, I don't know either. So we've got some messages here starting at. What are we starting here with the mid? Uh, I think there's only two from uh, John from John Galt. Yes, definitely not personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. It's definitely someone else, namely it's John Galt. Somebody else named John Galt. All right, so here's the first one: the Mueller moment, Mueller moment. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your Mueller moment. So here we are with a disappointing and anticlimactic week. We all saw on TV the end of a story we've been following for a long time now. Everyone has been taking sides. There's high stakes involved. A witness being confronted who would ostensibly captivate everyone. And when the witness takes the stand in this massive battle we realized that we've known all along all the info that we needed. Um, the witness wasn't going to tell us anything new. Maybe our hopes were too high all along for, for all of this, but this could we understand what the witness was going to say. And so to me, that's the reason why the finale of Big Little Lies really never had a chance. But I'd love your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Bye. I... He he does this every well. John Galt does this every episode where where I don't. I, do you watch Big Little Lies? No, I've been told that I would really like it, but um, no, I no. Yeah, so uh, John Galt. I mean, if that, uh, so if that if that is the way that Big Little Lies ended, that that's just so timely for the Mueller the Mueller for the, for the Mueller report. Yeah, because it sounds oh. pretty much like the same thing. Yeah, like I feel like they could have, well, I guess they would have had to write that before. Mueller must have gotten like a spoiler list and was like, no, nope, this is what we're going to do. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, I only caught little bits of it. He seemed like he didn't want to be there and he really just wanted to take a nap. Um, He just seemed tired. Right. And not just tired, like physically tired. He seemed like he was just tired of the whole thing. He did his right. report. The attorney general decided they didn't want to prosecute. It's the end of that. So unless Congress is going to vote to impeach him, then what? Are, you know, I, I think he's probably wondering what we're doing at this point. Like, what? What? What is the point of continuing this? Um, so uh, we've got a question from a longtime listener, and uh, we've got from a longtime listener and one time, one time guest on the show, uh, John Sterner, okay, uh, Mr. Trump himself. Uh, he says, besides the orb mother, who stands a chance of beating Trump? And let's just, and let's just hold it to the people on the stage tonight. Let's just hold it to the people on the stage tonight. Oh God. Who's all on the stage tonight? So, we got um, Bernie, so you got Bernie and you got, uh, Elizabeth Warren. They're, they're the, they're the two front runners. Okay, Biden's not on tonight. Biden, Biden and Harris are tomorrow. Okay. Um, I don't see either one of them having a chance. 
I don't see Liz Warren having a chance. I could see Bernie having a chance by basically just being Trump, but, you know, no, I guess I couldn't see him winning it because his whole, his whole shtick, Trump takes most of his shtick and, and repackages it as, as patriotism. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see either of them winning. I, I don't. I, I'm not sure I see anyone except, of course, for Marianne Williamson, uh, uh, beating him. I don't. I don't see it. Did you level our sounds? Because Robin Dominic on uh, YouTube is saying that your volume is a 25 and mine is a seven. Okay. Um. I did. Okay. But here, say something now. Okay. Well, uh, Robin, I hope that uh, this is better. I hope that as well. Yeah, it looks about the same. I guess mine was a little bit louder. All right. So it's it's better um, now. Yeah, so we've got like honestly, so on the stage tonight we have Marianne Williamson who is excluded because duh. And uh then we've got Ryan Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Sanders, Warren, uh Beto, Beto, Bateau, uh Hickenlooper, Delaney, and Bullock. And out of those people, man, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see any of them winning. I don't see, I don't any, see any of them winning. Buttigieg, a month ago, I would have said possibly. But yeah, I, 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 and I don't see that happening now either. He's been, he's been tail spinning. We should be on the air at six. I'm sorry. I'm uh, apparently CNN is not going to do it live on YouTube, so I'm gonna have to do it from their website. Oh man, they're only going to give you ten minutes at a time. Who's that? See, uh, well, so when CNN did their uh, LeBron James the decision political edition, when they were picking this, uh, oh. you you had to have a CNN. Well, I I don't have cable, so I couldn't sign into my cable provider to watch it on their website. Uh, I'm. It's letting me see it, but it's only letting me see it as this little tiny window. So I'm going to have to freaking oh good. Um, Chris Reynolds asks, will we hear Spanish tonight? Yes. Uh, almost assuredly. Yes. Yes. That's almost, that is definitely, um, definitely going to happen. That is definitely going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and start the audio on this and, um, while simultaneously simultaneously cropping it so we can see it take back from right. Trump there is no such thing as a permanently red state this democracy must come together we must repair it there is nothing that will stop us democracy is not for sale Yeah, we're definitely going to hear Spanish tonight. It's going to come from Bodo. He doesn't have all the rest of the pandas on this, uh, on, on this uh, stage with him, though, so I don't think it's going to be... It's not going to be as bad as it was uh, in the first round of the day. Um, Good also, evening from the historic Fox Theater in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Um, this is the CNN Democratic presidential kind of debate. Like, even though... Marianne Williamson is on this is on this uh, is on night one. She is 
This is not going to be the exciting night. I think this is going to be a very boring debate. Well, don't do say that because we got to have people. It's well, going to be the most exciting thing we've ever seen. Well, that's why we're here. Um, right. Uh, we're here to make it exciting. Well, yeah. I don't like. I don't see like. I'm not seeing many fireworks happening in this debate. Well, we shall see. We shall see. I did that in record time, by the way. You I hope someone. Really I, was actually, I hope I was, someone appreciates that. I know how difficult it is to get that right, and you you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm turning captions off because that's just going to confuse everyone. Or should I have it on? I don't know. On, off. Uh, off. Okay. All right, here we go. These were his permanent red state. What's that? Chris Reynolds asks if there's a historically permanent red state. No. I, I can't. I, no, or or a historically democratic state because they they there was a switcheroo in the fifties and sixties. So I don't think I don't think any any state has been solid across the board. Yeah, I don't think so. From Texas, former Congressman Beto. Who's dropped out? Swalwell, and that's it. Yeah, Swalwell dropped dropped out. I believe everybody else is there. And okay. we, got, we got new people. Yeah, no, we got more people. Yeah, we got, uh, From Minnesota, Senator Bullock. Amy Klobuchar. You got what? Bullock. Oh, yeah, Bullock. Bullock. My favorite person named Bullock. All right. Chat. From Colorado, former Governor John Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper, uh, he looks like he should have gotten his teeth like whitey before From Ohio, doing Congressman Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan, my God, the number of people that are in this—it's <laughs> crazy to me. From Maryland, former Congressman John Delaney. Is that the guy who keeps saying? Uh, we have to fight against... Uh, oh, no, that's Hickenlooper that keeps saying we have to fight against From socialism. Texas, yeah. yeah, here we go. Here we go. There she is. Here we go. The star. The, the star, star of the night. From Montana, Governor Steve Bullock. See, last time we, we, we started late, and so we missed all this, which I think we might have been better off having missed this. Now, please rise for the presentation of colors from the James Europe VFW Post 2233 and the District 4 Honor Guard. And please remain standing for our national anthem performed by Detroit's own Pastor Marvin Winans and they the let a gun in there? Church Choir. <laughs> they let a gun in the wow. Yeah, that's actually that's really surprising. I'm actually surprised that uh, they asked him to stand. 
please hiss derisively as the Is that the sound of hissing derisively? I think they are actually hissing derisively. Arguably one of the most patriotic moments of this show, possibly ever. Uh, easily. Oh, let me thank uh, Justin for uh, pouring me this conversation. Yes, and allow me to thank Kroger. After a long absence from my water drinking situation when I was in Canada, for bringing us this water, Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. This is an awkward... T- oh, they're walking off the thing. The stage is set. The debate will begin right after this short break. They started strong. The easily the most patriotic moment that's ever happened on this show. That's... Yeah. I don't think we've ever... Without a question, we had multiple people say, uh, is this where everybody kneels? Uh, I wish one of the candidates would kneel. Uh... <laughs> where are you getting these comments? I'm not seeing... Any... Ah, here we go. Yeah, Zach gonna... Krug, notice me. Zach, you have been noticed. Zach, you're noticed. Team one also local Jew. One of the Democrats is just standing there and the whole group singing... the. And the whole group singing the national anthem are all black. I'm sure that wasn't an accident. Yeah. Which I was more it, worried about the name of the church, which was Perfecting Church. Is that what it was called? Perfecting Church? Yeah, it was it was Reverend Whatever Whatever and the Perfecting Church Choir. I mean, listen, every day you get a little bit better. You got to perfect your church. Right, yeah. I mean, like, is that just one church or is it all churches? I think, 
We're perfecting all churches. We're perfecting all the churches. I mean, listen, you know, we could say our church is perfect, but that's a lie. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think it's a good, honest, a good, that's a, that's a, that's a, a self-aware name for a church. We're perfecting this church. Yeah. And everybody, uh, Max Meeks author is watching us. So uh, if you are watching this, go on Amazon, pick up, uh, look for, do a little quick amazon search for max meeks he wrote a book it's called how we became the american zombies uh check it out it's a good read yeah i haven't read it but you should you i should. will i should actually you you would like it you would definitely it's, like it it sounds like i would like it it sounds like i'd like it i am mourning the fact that they're not gonna let me that were I this can't, this looks okay, right? Resolution wise? Yeah, no, it looks good. I'm good with mm. it. Okay. We'll uh, deal Shane with it. Sweeney says he's having tilapia tonight, much better than the salmon. Which, in okay. what in what strange ring of hell is is tilapia <laughs> where? Where? I was gonna say I was going I was gonna take care of that one for you, but never mind. You go. Where is is tilapia a muddy this is the muddied fish of poor health. Why? First of all, why tilapia? Oh, you know what's really good food is like the chitlins of the sea. What? I, what's wrong with chitlins? Or tilapia, nothing, apparently. Apparently, they're both better than salmon. But also... Shane's not anti-Semitic. Anyway. <laughs> I just... Stilapia. You're obviously trolling, sir. Max said uh, if you send him your address, he'll send you a copy of his Oh, yeah? Really? Will you sign it? If you sign it... I'd be, honestly, I mean, I, you can't be a, a chooser, but I'd love it signed, too. If that's like a thing, can you get a sign thing? Will have his or her time reduced. Oh. Oh, they're gonna penalize him. That should be fine. Can we get some volume on the Jake Tapper there? Time now for opening statements. You'll each receive one minute. Governor Steve Bullock, please begin. Thanks, Dana. I come from a state where a lot of people voted for Donald Trump. Let's not kid ourselves. He will be hard to beat. Yet watching that last debate, folks seem more concerned about scoring points or outdoing each other with wish list economics than making sure Americans know we hear their voices and will help their lives. Look, I'm a pro-choice, pro-union, populist Democrat that won three elections in a red state, not by compromising our values, but by getting stuff done. That's how we win back the places we lost. Thank you. This guy comes off as like he's making fun of who this person actually is. I'm Steve Bullock and I'm a populist governor. It's like Frank Oz wrote the script for this. Their problems are on the here and now. I'm a progressive, emphasis on progress. And I'm running for president to get stuff done for all those Americans Washington has left behind. Why do you talk Mary like... Williamson. Yes. Everyone shut up. In 1776, our founders brought forth on this planet an extraordinary new possibility. 
She said this. It was the idea that people, no matter who they were, would simply have the possibility of thriving. We have not ever totally actualized this ideal, but at the times when we have done best, we have tried. And when forces have opposed them, generations of Americans have risen up and pushed back against those forces. We did that with abolition and with women's suffrage and with civil rights. And now it is time for a generation of Americans to rise up again. For an amoral economic system has turned short-term profits for huge multinational corporations into a false god. And this new false god takes precedence over the safety and the health and the well-being of we, the American people, and the people of the world, and the planet on which we live. Conventional politics will not solve this problem because conventional politics is part of the problem. We, the American people, must rise up and do what we do best and create a new possibility. Say no to what we don't want and yes to what we know can be true. I'm Marianne Williamson, and that's why I'm running for president. Congressman John Delaney. Folks, that we was have a good, choice. right? Like, that was we good. We go well, down I'll, the road that Senator Sanders... I don't really Senator care Warren what this schmuck has to go with. What well, this is the Marianne Williamson show tonight. So what, Matt? What did you think of that? Honestly, I. So her first performance in the in the first debate, uh, in the first round of debates, she came off as the crazy uh, Twin Peaks character that uh, <laughs> the Twin Peaks character that I would have loved to have seen in any season of Twin Peaks. Uh, this actually, she. I know that she uh, has taken a lot of flack from the left and a lot of flack from the right for her performance in that last debate, but I feel as though she's coming out with a little bit more professionalism as somebody running for president. And it, it showed in her opening statement over the last one. So that's what I saw, and she actually said some of those things too in the in her little spiel that she gave at the event I went to. And then... um so and I was kind of surprised when I went to that. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty." Like I was actually, I was like, pretty impressed. I mean, I'm not a Democrat or a progressive, so I wasn't terribly thrilled with all of her ideas there. But I was like, "That was actually a good presentation." Honestly, in my mind, it's better presentation than Bernie's. Uh, the one to pretend that the people got all the stuff, and then the, the, the other people got you know the, the, the most of other people's. They only got like half the other stuff, so that's unacceptable. Like yeah. I, I, I know that appeals clearly to someone. I wasn't feeling that. Like even just from a, from a, a like just hearing it. I don't want to hear it. It's like New York Elmer Fudd is not happy about life. And so, and um, honestly, I'm still thinking about the tilapia thing. That's just <laughs> a nightmare. Don't don't let it get to. You. Don't let I'm it. trying not to. I'm trying to be a professional, but my God. Shane, hey, I'm partly Semitic. I don't, I don't know which part. Probably your poor, long-suffering stomach and and intestines that have to go through that nonsense. Here, let's do any of these people have anything? Oh, this is the anti-socialism guy. I want to hear what he has. To say. Those forty Democrats support the policies of our front runners at center stage. Now, I share their progressive values, but I'm a little more pragmatic. Oh. I was out of work for two whole years until I started what became the largest brew pub in America. And I learned the small, best, small business lessons of, of how to provide service and teamwork and became a top mayor and as governor of Colorado created the number one economy in the country. 
We also expanded health care and reproductive rights. We attacked climate change head on. We beat the NRA. We did not build massive government expansions. Now, some will promise a bill tonight or a, a, a plan for tonight. <clears throat> what we focused on was making sure that we got people together to get things done, to, to provide solutions to problems, to make sure that we, that we worked together and created jobs. That's how we're going to beat Donald Trump. That's how we're going to win Michigan and the country. Senator Amy Klobuchar. Let's get real. Tonight, we <laughs> debate, but ultimately, we have to beat Donald Trump. My background, it's a little different than his. I stand before you today as a granddaughter of an iron ore miner, as a daughter of a union teacher and a newspaper man, as a first woman elected to the U.S. Senate from the state of Minnesota, and a candidate for president of the United States. That's because we come from a country of shared dreams. And I have had it with the racist attacks. I have had it with a president that says one thing on TV that has your back, and then you get home and you see those charges for prescription drugs and cable. Isn't this the one that, like, is brutal to her staff or something like that? This is the one that made her uh, staff eat a salad with a uh, a comb? Why? What was the functional purpose of making someone eat salad with a comb? Just the power trip? No, so I guess he forgot to get her a fork, and she was like, "What am I supposed to do? Eat it with a comb?" And he was like, "I, I don't know." And so she made him eat it with a comb. Or something. I can't remember. Discovers its greatness at its moments. Does he speak Spanish here? This moment will define us Hola. forever. And I believe that in this test, in the face of cruelty and fear from a lawless president, we will choose to be the nation that stands up for the human rights. Of everyone, Why won't that for the go rule away? of law for everyone, and a democracy that serves everyone. Whatever our differences, we ah. know that before we are anything else, we are Americans. First. I did it, and we will ensure that each I one did of it. Us is well enough and educated enough. I'm surprised he didn't get up on the potential. We will on the on the podium and then home, kneal down and we will lead the world so can, in those it's weird. Face he does like three words successfully confronting endless like war and climate shot. change at I'm this moment enough. of truth let us pursue our national promise and make a more perfect union of everyone by everyone and for <laughs> everyone mayor pete Buttigieg. i'm running for president because our country is running out of time it is even bigger than the emergency of the Trump presidency. Ask yourself how somebody like Donald Trump ever gets within cheating distance of the Oval Office in the first place. It doesn't happen unless America is already cheating distance because he cheated, Matt. Well, I was going to say, man, he's we have not quite this subliminal message there. He got within town. cheating distance because he cheated, and it's only accelerating. That's the message. Tells us we have years that one. I want to know what that thing is on his head. When it comes to our does he always have that thing? Guys, anyone watching, does he always have that thing on, like, just above his oh, right thing, eyebrow? Yeah, that thing? Is that a thing? Is that his thing? Or, like, did something happen? That thing is within cheating distance of his eyeball. We've got to summon the courage to walk away from the past and do something different. This is our shot. That is why I'm running for president. It's the most important election of our lifetimes. 
Donald Trump disgraces the office of president every single day. Oh, and God. anyone on this Does she have Parkinson's? tomorrow night would be a far better president. I promise no matter who our candidate is, I will work my heart out. Did you just see that little shake she did? Yeah. She, problems didn't start with I mean, she wouldn't admit it if she did. But. No, no, but... I mean, that could also just be like a nerves thing, but she had a like... ...and kick dirt in the faces of everyone else. We're not going to solve the urgent problems that we face... Or is that some kind of like native... spinelessness. What? We're gonna solve them by being the Democratic Party of what? big structural CNN just change. blocked us. We need to be the party that fights for our democracy and how does how does CNN block? What does that mean? You know, I know what's broken in this country. Turner Broadcasting AP blocked your video because it contains content they own. To make it happen. Oh, for Senator God's Sanders. sake! Tonight in America, as we speak. 87 million Americans are we on YouTube? Are uninsured or underinsured. Yeah, we're on YouTube. We're on YouTube? Well, for right now, anyway. Yeah, we're on YouTube. So here, let me... As we speak right now, 500,000 Americans are sleeping out on the street. And yet companies like Amazon that made billions in profits... Here, where's that link? ...in federal income tax. Tonight... Half of the American people are living paycheck to paycheck. And yet 49% that sucks. of all new income that sucks goes so to the hard. top 1%. Tonight, the fossil fuel I, industry continues to receive really, hundreds of we're showing your debate. subsidies and tax breaks. I just, um, they destroy this planet. I just shared um I just shared it on on uh Facebook the link to our come together in an unprecedented unprecedented grassroots movement. You think they're going to do that tomorrow too? Trump, but to transform yeah. our economy well, that and sucks. our government. Thank you Senator Sanders. Um let's start the debate. Hey, I could I'm going to say that it doesn't. Healthcare. And Senator Sanders, let's start with you. You support Medicare for all which would eventually take private health insurance away from more than 150 million Americans in exchange for government-sponsored health care for everyone. Hey, for anybody who, uh, if, if you are watching us current, currently on, uh, if you're watching us currently on YouTube, tell all of your friends to on Facebook to switch over because uh, CNN just took us off of Facebook. Right now, we have a dysfunctional health care system, 87 million uninsured or underinsured, $500,000, so, yeah. 500,000 Americans. Sorry about, uh, sorry about that. We're trying to figure out how to do all the sharing and stuff. We're doing it all on our own. Dying while the health care industry makes tens of billions of dollars in profit. Five yeah, we're still on Facebook. I mean, on YouTube. So I just, they guarantee I just shared the, the link to watch this live on our. They spend half on, our on, on the yeah, on the Facebook thing. I, I put Facebook has blocked us, and I put the link to where they can watch it live. With no bill at all, healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. I believe that. I will fight for that. Thank you, Senator Sanders. You can fight for that all you want, but it doesn't change the fact that we can create. Doesn't change the fact that you aren't. You don't have a right to somebody else's labor. Free, and I have a proposal to do it. 
But we don't have to go around and be the party of subtraction and telling half the country who has private health insurance that their health insurance is illegal. My yeah, I didn't want to hear that. Love the health care he got from the IBEW. He would never want someone to take that away. Half of Medicare beneficiaries now have Medicare Advantage, which is private insurance or supplemental plans. It's also bad policy. It'll underfund the industry. Many Thank hospitals you, will close, and it's bad Sen policy. Senator Sanders, I want to... was I, also mentioned in I, this. We're going to come to you in one second, but let me go to Senator <laughs> Sanders uh, right now. Senator Sanders? The fact of the matter is, tens of millions of people lose their health insurance every single year when they change jobs, when their employer changes that insurance. If you want stability in the health care system, if you want a system which gives you freedom of choice with regard to doctor or hospital, which is a system which will not bankrupt you, the answer is to get rid of the profiteering of <coughs> the drug Sarah. companies and the insurance companies you, moved to Medicare for all. But, but now he's yeah. talking about a different issue. What I'm talking about is really simple. We should deal with the tragedy of the uninsured and give everyone health care as a right. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No one is the party. Hold, hold That's on one what second, they're Senator. running on. They're no. running on telling half the country that your health insurance is illegal. It says it right in the bill. All right, thank we you. don't have to do that. We can give everyone health care and allow people to have no. choice. That's the American way. Look, thank you, Congressman. Senator Warren. So look, let's, let's be clear about this. We are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from anyone. That's, that's what the Republicans but the are entire, trying to do. That's the and entire thing that you're... using Republican talking points in order to talk with each other about how to best provide that health care. Now, I want to have a chance to tell the story about my friend, Addie Barkin. Addie is 35 years old. He has a wife, Rachel. He has a cute little boy named Carl. He also has ALS, and it's killing him. Addie has health insurance, good health Senator, insurance, and it's not Senator, nearly enough. I want to, I'm, gonna, I'm coming right, I'm staying with what? you. I'm That's staying not with us. You, but, but you, you it exceeded your time. And so let me just stay with you on Medicare for That's all. That's a CNN all right. thing. At the last debate, you said your quote with Bernie on Medicare for all. Now, Senator Sanders has said that people in the middle class will pay more in taxes. Yeah, everyone's hearing it like that. Though that will be offset by the elimination. This is what CNN wanted to block us. Costs. Are you also, quote, with Bernie on Medicare for all when it comes to... This is also what, this is what CNN wanted to block us from, from being able to, to play on Facebook. Right. Oh, no, you sound like that too. Yeah, so do you. Oh, God. Well, but I think... If it's like last time, it doesn't sound that way to others. Hold on. This is somebody who has health insurance and has died. And every month, he has about $9,000 in medical bills that his insurance company won't cover. His wife, Rachel, is on the phone for hours and hours and hours begging the insurance company, please cover what the doctors say he needs. He talks cover. about what it's His like wife, to go Rachel, online is with on thousands of other hours and hours to and beg hours. friends, oh, no, like family, and too. strangers for money so he can cover his medical expenses. The basic profit model of the insurance company is taking as much money as you can in premiums and pay out as little as possible in health care coverage. That is not working Thank for you. Americans across this country. Thank you, Senator. Medicare for all will fix that, and that's why Thank I'll you, fight Senator. for Just it. Just a point of clarification in 15 okay. extra seconds. Would you raise taxes on the middle class to pay for Medicare for all? 
uh, offset, okay. obviously, right, by the elimination sounds... of insurance premiums. Yes or no? Costs well, will go good up to everyone else. for billionaires mm-hmm. and go up for corporations. For middle-class families, costs, total costs will go down. Governor Bullock, I want, Governor Bullock, I want to bring you in. You do not support Medicare for all. How do you respond to Senator Warren? No, health care is so personal to all of us. Never forget when my 12-year-old son had a heart attack within 24 hours of his life. Had to be life-flighted to Salt Lake City. But because we had good insurance, he's here with me tonight. At the end of the day, I'm not going to support any plan that rips away quality health care from individuals. This is an example of wish list economics. It used to be just Republicans wanted to repeal and replace. Now many Democrats do as well. We can get there with a public option, negotiating drug prices, ending. Thank you, Governor Bullock. I want to bring in Mayor Buttigieg on the topic of whether or not the middle class should pay higher taxes in exchange for guaranteed health care and the elimination of insurance premiums. How do you respond, Mayor? So we don't have to stand up here speculating about whether the public option will be better or a Medicare for all environment will be better than the corporate options. We can put it to the test. That's the concept of my Medicare for all who want it proposal. That way, if people like me are right, that the public alternative is going to be not only more comprehensive, but more affordable than any of the corporate options around there, we'll see Americans walk away from the corporate options into that Medicare option, and it will become Medicare for so all without us having wait, to kick anybody 15, off. Our 15 seconds on Let me see if I can fix this. You are willing to well, no, I'll wait till they're not talking. Americans in order to have universal coverage with the disappearance of insurance premiums, yes or no? I think you can buy into it. That's the idea of Medicare for all who want it. Look, this is a distinction without a difference, whether you're paying the same money in the form of taxes or premiums. Look, in this country, if you have health coverage, if you don't have health coverage, you're paying too much for care. And if you do have health coverage, you're paying too much for care. I want to bring in Congressman O'Rourke on the topic of whether the middle class should pay higher taxes in exchange. If you're if you're making a free option and taxing all the other options to pay for it, everyone's going to pick the free option. So this is just a poison pill for anything resembling market health care. It's just not not only that, but he's saying, you know, if you offer the if you offer the government option, the the Medicare for all option, but you don't force people into it, eventually uh, everybody's going to leave the corporate options, which that way they're just saying we're going to get you out of the corporate world and we're going to get you over into uh, government. So that way the government's going to be more indoctrinated in your more right. Exactly. So the whole point of making your health care illegal, if you create a free plan and make everyone else that's not on the free plan pay for it and their plan, that's you're just going to destroy it anyway. So it doesn't I mean, this is all kind of theater between them on how to do it. It all results in the same thing. You lose your health insurance. You end up on a plan that in order to have 300 and some odd million people on it, it's going to be a rationed care plan similar to the VA and your plan. You're, it'll be somewhere between Medicaid. It won't be Medicare. It'll be somewhere between Medicaid and the VA and it'll suck a lot and your taxes will be through the roof. So that's that's what they're arguing is your right to be robbed and have terrible health care. Right. 60 million people Congressman that like their employer-sponsored health insurance. Congressman Rourke, every, every estimate that I've seen of expanding ACA, even through a public option, still leaves millions of people uninsured and also means that people are not guaranteed the health care that they need. As the example that Senator Warren showed us, our plan 
Yeah, guys who are coming over on YouTube, uh, the reason that Facebook shut us down is because they're bitches. And this is what they want us to do. They want everyone CNN. covered, but they want to be able to... Well, CNN are also bitches. Facebook yeah. and CNN I are heard bitches. Senator Warren, at the Turner bitch casting. Said that Democrats cannot bring... Bitched out on us. The White House with small so, ideas but YouTube is staying strong so far. Debate, she said, the politicians who are not supporting Medicare for All simply lack the will to fight for it. You do not support Medicare for All. Is Senator Warren correct? Do you just not lack the will to fight for it? Uh, that is incorrect. I just have a better way to do this. And in one of my stylist. first debates, Jake, um, I was called a street fighter from the Iron Range by my opponent. And when she said it, I said, thank you. So this is what I think we need to get done. We need the public option. That's what Barack Obama wanted. And it would bring health care costs down for everyone. And by the way, I just don't buy this. I've heard some of these candidates say that it's somehow not moral if you... Um, not moral to not have that public option. Well, Senator Sanders was actually on a public option bill last year, and that was Bernie, the Medicaid public option bill that Senator Schatz introduced. Clearly, this is the easiest way to move forward quickly, and I want to get things done. People can't wait. I've got my friend uh, Nicole out there whose son was actually died trying to ration his insulin as a restaurant manager. And he died because he didn't have enough money to pay for it. Senator and Bernie and I insulin's expensive because of government yeah. protection yeah. of intellectual yeah. property. Which is also why you're having to watch this on YouTube. Bill, right. let me clear I also one thing. Understand a word. As people talk about having insurance, there are millions of people who have insurance. They can't go to the doctor. And when they come out of the hospital, they go bankrupt. All right? <laughs> what I am talking about and others up here are talking about is no deductibles and no co-payments. And Jake, your question is a Republican talking point. At the end of the day, and by the way, and by the way, by the way, the healthcare industry will be advertising tonight on this program. Thank you, Senator. Senator Warren, it's your turn. Oh, can I complete that, please? Your Did time you is call out the advertisers of this program? With that talking point. Senator Warren. So we have to think of this in terms of the big frame. What's the problem in Washington? It works great for the wealthy. It works great for those who can hire armies of lobbyists and lawyers. And it keeps working So let's give them the more power. Companies and right. the drug companies. Let's give what the organization real courage to fight back against them. That These does really well for people with armies of lobbyists. Right. Let's give them all the power. That will definitely fix our problems. Hold on, go, say that again. Chris Reynolds, uh, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, was asking. Uh, he was asking me earlier today, and he just mentioned it in the comments. But he said, uh, "Tell us why Warren and Bernie are different." And for all intents and purposes, they really aren't. They aren't. Um, other than Bernie's been at this long, so it, they, I guess they've they've met in the same spot. The the big difference is Bernie started his career as a communist and is now a social democrat. Liz Warren started her career as a center-left progressive and is now a social democrat. So they're, I guess their trajectories, I guess if you keep going, Bernie will eventually be uh, a uh, uh, just a progressive and Liz Warren will be uh, a tanky, a full-on communist. 
Um, but uh, uh, right now, in this very in this very moment of time, I don't see a discernible difference other than one is uh, they're intersectional points. One's a Jew and one's a woman who tried to pretend she was native. Right. Other than that, n- yeah. no. One's a woman who pretended she was native, and the other's a Jew who pretends to know economics. Pretends to what? Economics. Yes. Yeah, well, she does too. And what they've done is they've sucked billions of dollars out of our healthcare system, and they force people to have to fight to try to get the healthcare coverage that their doctors and nurses say that they need. Why does everybody? She's why describing does every doctor, Obamacare. Why does every hospital right. have to fill out so many complicated forms? It's because it gives insurance companies a chance to say no and to push that cost back on the patients. Thank you, Senator. That's I want to bring in uh, Marianne Williamson. Ms. Medicare has a lower, a higher rate of denial than private health care. Everyone, shut up now. <laughs> I, I don't know. If- Senator Warren said that about me specifically. I admire very much what Senator Warren has said and what Bernie has said. But I have to say, I have a, I'm normally way over there with Bernie and Elizabeth on this one. I hear the others, and I, I have some concern about that as well. And I do have concern about what the Republicans would say, and that's not just a Republican talking point. I do have concern that it will be difficult. I have concern that it will make it harder to win, and I have concern that it will make it harder to govern. Because if that's our big fight, you, then Ms. the Williams, Republicans will so shut I us down on Mayor everything Buttigieg. else. Mayor Buttigieg, it is time response. to stop worrying about what the Republicans will say. Look, yes. if. If, if it's true that if we embrace a far-left agenda, they're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. If we embrace a conservative agenda, you know what we're, they're going to do? They're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. So let's just stand up for the right policy, go out there and defend it. That's the policy I'm putting forward, not because I think it's the right triangulation between Republicans here and Democrats there, because I think it's the right answer for people like my mother-in-law, who is here, <laughs> whose life was saved by the ACA, but who is still far too vulnerable to the fact that the insurance industry Thank you, does Buttigieg. not care about Senator, Sor- Senator Sanders, your response? Let's be clear what this debate is about. Nobody can defend the dysfunctionality of the current system. What we are taking on is the fact that over the last 20 years, the drug companies and the insurance companies have spent $4.5 billion of your health insurance money on lobbying and campaign contributions. That is why, when I went to Canada the other day, people paid one-tenth the price in Canada for insulin that they're paying in the United States. People in Canada are driving to Buffalo to see uh, a walk-in doctor um, because of the rationing of care leading to it being very difficult to get in front of someone to give you a basic, simple prescription. So that's that's the Canadian system. You also have a seven... Uh, you're seven times more likely to die from a disease in Canada than the same disease in America. Yeah, yeah. And you're several times more likely to die before an official diagnosis because of how long it takes to get in front of a specialist to get the care you want. So when they're talking about their ideal system, Canada is their ideal system. The current Medicare system is incredibly lavish because they're only giving it to a certain group of people. And yet that system is so lavish that the U.S. government is already spending more money per patient than Canada is, than the Canadian government is. Right. If you expand that out to 330 million people, it's simply, 
they're not going to be able to keep it lavish, which is why calling it Medicare for all is such a lie. It's somewhere between Medicaid for all and the VA for all. Go ask someone who's on Medicaid or the VA if they're happy with it, with their with their plan. I wrote the damn bill. Second of all, many of our union brothers and sisters, nobody more pro-union than me up here, are now paying high deductibles and co-payments. And when we do Medicare for all, instead of having the company putting money into health care, they can get decent wage increases, which they're not getting today. I just want to bring in Congressman Ryan to respond to what the Senator is saying. How are they going to get decent wage increases if the taxes on everything goes up? And what will that even mean? And even if you do get the decent wage increases, it's just going to mean more automation of jobs, which means more people out of work, which means more people on welfare, which means more people on uh, just free health care that everybody else is paying, that the people who are working are paying. It, it is not a, it, it is a system that will sell from the inside out. It's free. It's free dying sooner, but it's free. It's, it's free unless you like buy anything or own anything or make any money then it's not free and you're gonna die sooner but other than that it's totally free why does marianne williamson sound like the easily the most reasonable person on the stage yeah am i the only one am i the only one noticing that that she seems like the most reasonable person i on it plan taken away from him Thank you, they will be forced into an underfunded system. i want to give senator sanders a chance to respond right. on the medicare for all the hospitals will save substantial sums of money because they're not going to be spending a fortune doing billing and the other bureaucratic things that they have to do today second of all maybe you did that and made money off of health care but our job is to run a non-profit health care system sarah andereg says i just want to hear williamson and nobody else I, i'm sort of yeah me too a year by ending all of the incredible yeah, complexities uh, that are driving every american crazy trying to deal with the health insurance company thank you Hospitals senator will be better off Delaney, than i want to let you have a chance to respond listen his math is wrong that's all I'm saying. If his math is wrong, it's been well documented that if all the bills were paid at Medicare rate, which is specifically, I think it's in section 1200 of their bill, then many hospitals in this country would close. I've been going around rural America and I ask rural hospital administrators one question. If all your bills were paid at the Medicare rate last year, what would happen? And they all look at me and say, we would close. But the question is, why do we have to be so extreme why can't we just give everyone health care as a right and allow them to have choice? Thank I'm you, starting to you think just negated. He just explained. He just explained how this system is going to lead to massive rationing, and then says, "But let's just give it to everyone as as a right. It's a right." Okay, you just detailed, and that's at the Medicare payout. The Medicaid payout is a joke. The Medicaid payout is all the hospitals closed because, and now, you sit. The government goes, well, these greedy hospitals closed down. We need government hospitals, and now you have VA for all. Congratulations. Is there anything we can do about the sound? <laughs> That's. I'm hoping. The good news is they aren't hearing what we're hearing, which right. is like lizard people. Which actually, you know what? We're probably hearing the real thing. These are probably all lizard people. 
although I guess that means we're lizard people too. When they st- people as well. When they stop talking, I'm going to um reset my my uh mixer and hopefully that'll fit. I just don't want to do that in the middle of this. No, I get it. Okay. But yes, I find it incredibly annoying. Oh, here. But he needs it to be a crisis rather than an achievement. That will end on my watch. Just a point of clarification. You did raise your hand in the last debate. You do want to decriminalize crossing the border. Illegally. So in my view, if, if fraud is involved, then that's suitable for the criminal statute. If not, then it should be handled under civil law. But these show of hands are exactly what is wrong. With the way that this race well, is not, being we're covered. Not, we're not doing that here. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. Congressman O'Rourke, you live near the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso. Oh, God. You disagree with Mayor Buttigieg on decriminalizing legal border crossings. Please respond. No, I do, because oh, no. in my administration, after we have waived citizenship fees for green card holders, more than 9 million of our fellow Americans, freed dreamers from any fear of deportation, and stopped criminally prosecuting families and children for seeking asylum and refuge and for-profit detention in this country. And then assist Not detention, for-profit detention. No for, yeah, for-profit detention. That That's a huge... Let me mute this schmuck for a second. Laws. You'll notice that the Democrats don't get upset about detention or prisons. They get upset about for-profit prisons or private prisons and private detention for profit detention the the message there is very simple we want the government to be fully in charge of these facilities that's that's literally all it's about fewer than eight percent of the people that are in prison are in private prisons and yet all we hear about is that eight percent not the 92 percent that are in prisons prisons with even worse conditions that are run by the government we hear about that eight percent because they don't care about the fact that millions of people are being caged they're worried that those cages aren't completely run by the government that's literally all this is about is government control and the rights know better on this because the right wants to lock up even more people so again neither side's helpful in this but the left who you would think would be helpful they care about the private part of it not the and meanwhile there's no such thing as a private prison they're contracted by the government it's a for-profit prison washington is there kicking them all back and forth secure the borders make sure whatever law we have doesn't allow children to be snatched from their parents and put in cages how hard can that be we've got i don't know on the two debate nights we've got 170 years of washington experience somehow it seems like that should be fairly fixable well, and one way to fix it is to so decriminalize. That's the, the whole point. What we're like, looking for he here he is a, a way to take away the, the tool Thank that you, Donald Senator Trump Warren. has used to break Thank up Thank you, Senator Warren. What's that? Hickenlooper's talking about uh, he's talking about how we can't give in to socialism, and he's saying that we need to secure the borders. Based on just those two things, he could run as a Republican in today's election. In, in today's election cycle, he could absolutely do that. He's running as a – his talking points are what the 2024 Republican talking points are going to be, and they'll be called crazy conservatives for it. Like that's that's how we're moving. Uh, oh, kiss my bass says, do you think we should lock people up for usury? Uh, for those who don't, use, don't know, usury is uh, loans at an incredibly high rate. 
Um, I'm not sure why I would lock someone up for offering a loan. If you don't want the loan, don't take it. Right. So I'm not sure what that has to do with it. Yeah, you're choosing to take the loan. Yeah, just I think that don't take the loan or take a loan from another another company. And 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 frankly, I mean, when you look at these title loan rates and things like that, the reason they're so high to begin with is because of the rate of default and the cost of reclaiming that money. You're you're paying for the fact that most people who are paying off title loans are going to be hard to actually get that money back from. And, you know, whether it's pawn shops or title loans or whatever else, check into cash, any of these things, like there's such a high rate of default that in, for, in order for them to make any real money, they've got a, like, I mean, th- these are no credit check loans for thousands of dollars to people that don't have dozens of dollars. So what did you expect the rate was going to be? Right. I think this is a part of the discussion that shows how often these debates are detached from people's lives. We got 100,000 people showing up at the border right now. If we decriminalize entry, if we get health care to everyone, we'll have multiples of that. Don't take my word. That was President Obama's Homeland Security Secretary that said that. The biggest problem right now that we have with immigration. We've got a couple 2024 Republicans here. He's using immigration to not only rip apart families, but rip apart this country. We can actually get to the point where we have both safe borders, where we have a path to citizenship, where we have opportunities for dreamers. And you don't have to decriminalize everything. What you have to do is have a president in there with the judgment and the decency to treat someone that comes to the border like one of our own. You know, I just Senator, want to add on this. He, he just said your plan is unrealistic. How do you respond? You know, I think that what we have to do is we have to be an America that is clear about what we want to do with immigration. We need to expand legal immigration. We need to create a path for citizenship, not just for dreamers, but for grandmas and for people who have been working here in the farms and for students who have overstayed their visas. We need to fix the crisis at the border. And a big part of how we do that is we do not play into Donald Trump's hands. But he wants to stir up the crisis at the border because that's his overall message. It's, if there's anything wrong in your life, Thank you, Senator Warren. Them. Governor Bullock, your response. <clears throat> But you are playing into Donald Trump's hands. The challenge isn't that it's a criminal offense to cross the border. The challenge is that Donald Trump is president and using this to rip families apart. A sane immigration system needs a sane leader. And we can do that without decriminalizing, providing health care for everyone. And it's not me saying that. That's Obama's Homeland Security yeah. Secretary. Yeah, no one cares what Obama's Homeland Security Secretary said like a few years ago. The Democratic Party is not like both parties are moving to the authoritarian left at a breakneck speed. Um so no, this is not and for my for my fellow open border libertarians, the open border system that the democrat democrats propose is basically it's not an open border as in people are free to come and go as as they wish it's basically um 
subsidized mass uh, 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 immigration through uh, welfare magnets and actually direct money to help pay for them to be brought here and then put on all these free programs that they're talking about. So, I mean, this is not a, this is not a, uh, you know, a, a system of freedom of movement or something like that. This is about um, making the U.S. into a gigantic, massive authoritarian welfare state. Um, so neither side is, again, neither side's right on this. I'm wondering if Tim Ryan's really excited that he doesn't have to go up against, um, oh my, Hawaii, the one all the libertarians. Oh, Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah, I'm wondering if he's got glad he doesn't have to go up against Tulsi Gabbard uh, in this debate because she schooled the crap out of him in the last one. She thwacked him uh, in that last one. Uh, I'm sure he's happy, but I mean, right now he's kind of look. This is becoming the Bernie Sanders and Liz Warren show. Which is what I figured this show, I figured that was what they were going to do. Right, right, right. I'd say Marianne's gotten the least amount of mic time. But Steve Bullock has actually, like, had, he's had some good face presence. Yeah, he's kind of pulled for it, though. I think this is one of those things where if you're not Bernie Sanders, Liz Warren, or Beto, they're kind of screwing Beto, too. It's like, if you're not, here we go. And the Democratic Party needs to understand that we should be the party that talks not just about symptoms, but also about causes. When, it, when we're talking about health care, we need to talk about more than just the health care plan. We need to realize we have a sickness care rather than a health care system. We need to be the party talking about why so many of our chemical policies and our food policies and our agricultural policies and our environmental policies and even our economic policies are leading to people getting sick to begin with. Thank you. That's what the Democratic... But I want to say more Thank about... Why do they keep cutting her off? Like, she's only giving her, like... Thank you, Ms. Williams. She gets, like, 20 seconds. There were three large-scale shootings this past weekend in America, at a park in Brooklyn, on the streets of Philadelphia, and one that left three dead and 12 injured at a food festival in Gilroy, California. Governor Buttigieg, excuse me, Mayor Buttigieg, other than offering words of comfort, what are you specifically going to do to stop this epidemic of gun violence? Well, this epidemic of gun violence has hit my community. Murder is dropping, uh, is at an all-time low, and has been dropping for roughly 40 years now. So this, there is no epidemic. Just like there's no epidemic of violence against police, there's no epidemic of gun violence. The, the, the murder rate has been steadily dropping year over year. Every once in a while, there'll be a year where it's a little bit higher, but it has over... The, the murder rate in 2019 is lower than the murder rate in 2016, which is lower than the murder rate in 2013 and so on and so all, so forth all the way back to like, I think, 1975 or something like that. So right, all right. of this is we just want to control just like border control isn't about the border. Gun control isn't about the guns. It's about control. Right. But I mean, it's not it's it's not actually about the people who are being killed. They don't they don't care about that. They're care, no, they, they don't care about that at all. Like you said, they. One, they worry about uh, control, and two, they worry that the press is the one that's making it into an epidemic, and they are only worried about sales of their newspaper. They need their clicks. They need their advertisers. They need their sponsorships. It's the easiest way to get it is by promoting this myth that we're in the middle of a uh, mass shooting uh, gun epidemic of people just murdering in the streets uh, for no reason. So they continue to push it. CNN does it all the time. They need oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it's what it's it's a fear cycle. So when twenty four hour news came to to twenty four hour news is great. John Stewart has said this before. Twenty twenty four hour news is awesome for dealing with crisis like nine eleven or some huge event that needs tw- around the clock coverage. When that ends and we're just in a regular news cycle, well, now you have to fill that void. You have to create a reason that someone would want to watch the news. Every waking hour. And it can't just be interesting personalities giving their hot takes on stuff. We're doing that, and we give you a couple hours a day, five days a week when Jason's on. Doing that for 24 hours requires creating some kind of reason that you have to be watching. Your life could be in danger. And that's what they do with this stuff. The 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 right... The right-wing media outlets are doing it with immigration. The immigrants are going to come and take your jobs, and they're going to kill you. They're, you know, violent criminal, you know, MS-13 is coming to murder you in, in, in your sleep. And, and if it's not them, then it's the Muslims, the terrorists, they're coming, blah, blah, blah. On, on the left, it's, you know, the guns, and, you know, guns are coming in the hands of terrible white supremacists who are all coming to kill you in your sleep or enslave you, or whatever else. The Confederate statues are coming to destroy your life. And they make these they make these crises that get you to A, watch their programming, and B, support their favorite authoritarian politicians to rob you of your basic natural rights, of which healthcare is not one. Right. And I, I know that we've kind of got them on mute, but uh, one of the things that uh, Klobuchar was just saying was that a, a six-year-old boy was killed. And that is the biggest thing that they're going to try. We need to do this to save the kids because nobody wants to vote against saving the kids because nobody yeah. wants to see kids die, which, yeah, none of us want to see kids die. It's absolutely No one right. wants a dead kid. Yeah. yeah. Right. None of us want a bunch of dead kids. But at the same time, what they are doing strictly is that uh, what they're doing is they are making it so it is almost impossible to vote against what they're going for. Anytime that there is something, some uh, policy that they want to get enacted, it will always come down to the kids. We need to save the kids. So we have to do it. Won't somebody please think of the children? Yeah. Yeah. We got to think of the children. If we can save just one child, you know, it's worth it. Um, And it's that that is their go to move. And they do this on both sides. They absolutely do this on both sides. I'm not just singling out the left here. But uh, the Democrats. When it comes to guns, they're like, if we can save just one life, if we can just stop, you know, these children from dying, you know, it would be worth it for us to pass these to pass these legislations. And that is what the entire gun that's the entire basis of how they are trying to ban guns. But the reason they are trying to ban it is just for more control over your lives. Yep. Yeah, it, they care so much about the uh, uh, the lives of children that they continue this perpetual drone bombing campaign around the world, which results in literally hundreds of innocent children being killed every year. That's how much they care about children. Um, the uh, cr- the murder rate, including the murder of children, uh, peaked in the late 60s and 70s. This happened shortly after the uh, a few events that happened, which were the Kennedy assassination. I'm not doing them in chronological order. The Kennedy assassination, the Martin Luther King assassination, the uh, Kent State shootings, and the uh, 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 protests, riots, and, and demonstrations by Black Panthers and other groups like that where scary black people were carrying guns in public. And... 
in response to that, there was a rash of gun control, both at the federal, state, and city levels, which resulted in a massive increase in the murder rate because fewer people had guns. It was centralized in the hands of people who didn't give crap what the law was, including the politicians. And so you saw a massive increase in the murder rate. Uh, coming into the 70s, the murder rate flattened and then slowly started to drop into the late 70s and early 80s as many of those gun control laws started to expire. A lot of them were 10-year laws. They reached their sunset. They were not renewed. Uh, and some of them were repealed as being unconstitutional at the at the federal level, uh, at, the, at the various court levels. And so you started to see it drop and drop and drop and drop. There was a little bit of an uptick right around the time they did the assault weapons ban. Uh, that uh, uh, hit its sunset in 2004. And you have, again, seen a a steady drop from the 19, late 1970s with a couple hiccups, but a steady across-the-board drop in the murder rate uh, coming into into this year where it's at all time, literally all-time lows in American history. The, the, the murder rate has continued to drop, and it's not just because gun control has been repealed. It's because over the many factors that have made, the, made us safer and safer. But the idea that there is some kind of rash of, 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 of murders um, – is simply wrong. The fact that they focus on gun violence as though it's better if you got uh, stabbed or there, uh, I remember there was a, a episode of All in the Family where um, uh, the um, suit uh, where Archie Bunker's daughter was saying something about you know gun violence and and people being killed by guns and uh, and Archie says, "Would you feel better if they was pushed out of windows?" and um, and it's you know. What matters is people being murdered, whether it's by gun, knife, bare hand, car, whatever. Um, the murder rates continue to drop. This is the safest time. You're living in the absolute safest time it's ever been to be an American. So the idea that we should be handing over our weapons to the most violent entity in the country uh, is is laughable. Actually be a state and depoliticize the Supreme Court with structural reform. People look at me funny as if this country were incapable of structural reform. Does anybody really think we're going to overtake Citizens United without constitutional action? This is a country that once changed its constitution so you couldn't drink, and then changed it back because we thank, changed our minds about thank that. You. And you're telling thank me you, we Mayor. can't reform our thank democracy in our time? Thank you, Mayor. We have to, or we'll be having Governor the same Bullock, argument 20 years from now. Please respond, Governor Bullock. You can make changes. Even in Montana, with a two-thirds Republican legislature, we passed a law that said... If you're going to spend money in our elections, I don't care if you call yourself Americans for America for America, you're going to have to disclose every one of those dollars in the last 90 days. I'll never forget run for re-election in 2016. Even we stopped the Koch brothers from spending at that time. If we can kick the Koch brothers out of Montana, we can do it in D.C., we can do it everywhere. And we're also taking steps, additional steps. You have people who want to run the country who are demonizing to private citizens for spending money to advocate for what they personally believe, which in the case of the Koch brothers is a fairly good libertarian freedom-based policy, but whatever it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting my the orb mother. 
for politicians, including my fellow candidates, who themselves have taken tens of thousands and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars uh -oh. from these same corporate donors to think that they now have the moral authority to say we're going to take them on. I, I don't think the Democratic Party should be surprised that so many Americans believe yada, yada, yada. It is time for us to start over with people who have not taken uh, donations from any of these corporations and can say with real moral authority, that is over. We are going to establish public funding for federal campaigns. That's what we need to stand up to. We need to have a constitutional amendment. We need to have, we need to have legislation to do it. Thank and you. until we do it, it's just the same Thank old, you. same Thank old. Thank you, coming so out strong. Right right that, was a, that was a strong hot take there. I am about to reset this bastard. Hold please on a second. This bastard. Oh, my Lord. Hold on. Please, please, please work. Yeah. Uh, as it was. So, uh, I know that everybody out there could hear us fine, but what it sounded like to us was like when uh, a CD. Ho, ho, yeah, it sounds like a freaking terrible thing. Hold on. Oh, I'm not going to be able to talk during this. Time. Oh, that's. Ow. Well, you sound fine to me. Say something now. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. You 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 started sounding fine. Yeah. So to us, it sounded like a CD was just constantly skipping, but wasn't. You weren't losing anything. Like, it wasn't skipping back or skipping forward. You're just catching like parts of words, and it was making it very difficult to uh, pay attention to that. I'm just making sure that it still sounds good to them. It didn't like reverse and now they hear lizard people. Right. Uh, let us know. Pay attention to that. I'm just making sure. Yeah, no, it sounds good. It sounds good. I, I list, yeah. Awesome. Yes. I don't, thank I don't God. Think what up? I lost any time on you doing that. Um, so, yeah, Marianne killed it there at the end. That, that was, was pretty impressive. That was really impressive. That was really, truly impressive. Um, I I was honestly I she's coming out strong I so I was and they're giving her like twenty seconds at a time like, like she's got like I think she only no talked time. four times during that entire hour it's so crazy she only talks for like a total of two and a half minutes but she um so I was watching some YouTube clips of her and I saw a, a clip of the View and they crushed her yeah. Uh, I don't know the names of any of the people. Like I know McCain and yeah, you know, Megan McCain and yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, one of them was like, I was watching it with my daughter or my son or something, and he said, "Mom, what are the qualifications to be president?" And I said, and I told him that there's an age you have to be, but that's about it. And he goes, "Well, maybe there should be some." And they were just bashing, bashing Marianne, but Marianne like. In my personal opinion, I think Spikes too. I'm not 100% sure. But I think that Marianne actually was the winner of the first debate because when she first started that debate, nobody knew who she was. No one knew who she was. Now she is a household name. Now she is massively searched. She's getting donations from people on both sides of the aisle because people <laughs> on the right just want to see her continue to be in the debate. Right, so right, right. I think that she actually has the ability to uh, catapult into later and later debates based on this and have her ideas be heard. Yeah, there, I know. Like, I agree. It would be the greatest upset of all time if she ended up winning this thing, and I don't think she will. But if she does, like, she has the momentum to do it behind her. She has a rabid base behind her right now, much like Trump did 
right about this same period of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird, the trajectory. Yeah. Right. And I would love to see a, uh, uh, a debate between Trump, Marianne and Kim Ruff. I think that would be the greatest debate to watch. That that's why I'm I'm voting for Marianne in the the Democratic primary. It will be my first time voting in a Democratic primary or for any Democrat, I think. Um and the reason I'm doing it is because two things. One, I want to see her, Kim Ruff and Trump on a debate stage like 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 Matt just said and then the uh, the other reason is because if somehow she got elected, it, Congress would be so apoplectic at someone who wants to dismantle the military-industrial complex. And I, I like Tulsi on the on the military-industrial complex thing, but she talks about like how it harms military readiness and how you know vets coming home and 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 all legitimate you know concerns but marianne talks about it from like a hippie peacenik we must heal the trauma being caused by this and i would just like to see the military brass have to deal with a woman who has made her career on like healing crystal healing crystals and positive thoughts and um like self-affirming mantras um like i really really i really want that did you say mantras mantras like uh she has this big thing about like when you uh mantra mantra don't give me a hard time about my pronunciation raymond raymond Raymond. noodles raymond noodles spike spike eats raymond noodles and practices mantras (laughs) mantras with my raymond noodles leave me alone but yeah, so I, 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 I mean, my ideal is Kim Ruff, but I, I, I just would like to see Marianne. Can you, Marianne, Trump, and Kim Ruff? I, you want what else could you possibly want, America? I mean, if you're just looking for an absolute just crap show of a debate, like I, I'm not rooting for this even a little bit. Not even a little bit am I rooting for this. I want Kim Ruff to get that nomination so bad. But Trump, Marianne, Arvin Vora. That would be just like for, for I can't think of any other word. It it would be a shit show of a debate. Oh man. But I want Kim I Ruff. Really, like, I want Kim Ruff. I really like Kim. Represent better than anybody else. I really like Kim, but then oh wow. Just for pure entertainment value. Just for the entertainment value. But I'm root, I'm still I'm rooting Kim Ruff. Like I, I am saying that here oh. and now. I am rooting Kim Ruff. Yeah. But, but wow. yeah. God, that would be uh that would be something. Oh man. Wow, talk about talk about putting what you need before what you want, huh? <laughs> listen look at this okay so they have an entire thing an entire segment on whether sanders is too extreme for trump but yet marianne williamson gets 15 seconds to talk at a time can we get some volume on bernie what's that can we get some bernie bernie volume yeah where i won the democratic primary and pennsylvania 
And the reason we are going to defeat Trump and beat him badly is that he is a fraud and a phony, and we're going to expose him for what he is. The American no one knows who Trump is. have a minimum wage, which is a living wage, 15 bucks an hour. I've helped lead that effort. The American people want to pay reasonable prices for prescription drugs, not the highest Thank prices you, in the world. I've helped lead the effort Thank for that you, as Senator. well. Governor Hickenlooper, I want to bring you, you back to respond. So, again, I, I think if we're going to force Americans to make these radical changes, they're not going to go along. You, you Throw your hands up. But you, right. you haven't... Imp- oh, I can do it. But you haven't implemented the plans. Us governors and mayors are the ones that we have to pick up all the pieces well, when suddenly the government's supposed to take over all these responsibilities and there's no preparation, the details aren't worked. You can't just spring a plan on the world and expect it to succeed. John, Senator Sanders. John, I was a mayor and I helped transform That's my so city. Fair. I have some practical experience. He was rated the worst mayor of i think of burlington vermont a heavily 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 democratic city hated him he was such a bad mayor that he was routinely featured on i forget which whether it was abc's 2020 or 60 minutes one but they had a thing called the fleecing of america where they would talk about how small town government screwed the american people of that the people of that city and he was routinely featured on there on the fleecing of america and he's now talking about how he was mayor. Bernie Sanders has somehow managed to fail up from a from a hippie his commune, entire life. Yeah, from a hippie commune to the mayor of Burlington to a senator, and now he's trying to fail up to president. Like, how he was he, kicked out of the commune, right? Yeah, he was kicked out of the commune for not doing enough work. <laughs> Failed up to governor of of Vermont. But see, here's where he's ideal, is in a legislature, where he can just talk and propose stuff, and like Hickenlooper said, just leave it to someone else to actually do. He couldn't do when he was in the gov- in the in the commune, he couldn't do when he was the mayor, but he could talk crap about how, how, how things should be all day long. I mean, imagine how easy it is to be a Democrat politician. You just propose free stuff and and republicans are doing it too now but imagine just being imagine being a progressive and literally all you have to do in order to see what you want things how you want things to happen all you have to do is just wait because either party's going to eventually bring it to you now imagine being a conservative who defends the system and government under which that reality exists Governor Bullock, we're talking. I like how when they talk about how they're going to beat Donald Trump, it's just like we're going to expose him as a racist. Everyone already knows who Donald Trump is and already has their opinion about it. You're already you you either think he's a racist or you don't think he's a racist. You either think he's colluded or you you don't think he colluded. You think he philandered. Everybody thinks that. Everybody Everyone knows that. This isn't just a choice between the left and the center. It's not a choice just between sort of these wish list economics or thinking that we have to sacrifice our values to actually win. What folks want is a fair shot. The way I won, the way we can win is actually focusing on the economy and democracy aren't working for most people. That's how I win. That's how we can take back the office. Senator Warren, you make it a point to say that you're a capitalist. Is that your way of convincing voters that you might be a safer choice than Senator Sanders? No, it is my way of talking about I know how to fight and I know how to win. I took on giant banks and I beat them. 
I took on um, Wall Street what does and that mean? CEOs <laughs> right. and their lobbyists and their lawyers, and I beat them. I took on a popular Republican incumbent senator, and I beat him. Okay. I remember when turn, people turn said Barack Obama. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. Well, she, she took on Scott Brown, Senator Scott Brown. What's that? I said in lost, but go ahead. She she beat Scott Brown. She beat Scott Brown, who won in a special election after Ted Kennedy died, and he was the popular incumbent. Now, oh, that's right. Yeah, Scott Brown was popular. He was popular, but we're talking about an area in Massachusetts that Ted Kennedy, who one time killed a woman. And got away with it, away with it and stayed in stayed in Congress until the day he died. Totally fine. Ran for president, ruined his presidential hope when he yep. when it came out about the uh racket Chappaquiddick. But but in Massachusetts But in Massachusetts didn't matter. So when he passed away, Scott Brown won, and it was because Scott Brown did fantastic in the debates. It was that wasn't even a, even close to being a question. But even Scott was shocked when he won. Scott wasn't expecting it. And so when he had to go up for reelection shortly after, shortly after uh, he was already elected, he lost to Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat, because that was what was going to happen. It's a plus like plus 50 D state, not 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 district. The state is heavily 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 democrat her claim to fame is that she's more electable than martha coakley who is who 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 lost to scott brown she was so terrible that she grew up in massachusetts and didn't know how to spell massachusetts right and that's how terrible she was and in all transparency i'm friends with scott's daughter like she's a good friend of mine and I have no problem saying the only reason he won is because he did great in the debates and because Coakley did awful. Terribly. In the entire campaign, it's Massachusetts. But Scott couldn't win in uh, New Hampshire. No. Like, yeah. the, the, so that, the, like, there's no, like, it's, oh, I won against a popular incumbent Republican in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. No, you didn't. That's, what a weird talking point. Get done. They're still talking about this. He talks about solutions that are workable. We have tried the solution of Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurance. And what have the private insurance companies done? They've sucked billions of dollars out of our health care system. They've made everybody fill out dozens and dozens of forms. Why? Not because they're trying to track your health care. They just want... Again, Medicaid and Medicare have higher uh, 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 refusal rates, higher rates of denial than private insurance. Uh, Medicaid's is actually higher. I think they actually deny more than they approve. Um, So any talking point about how... And private health insurance is a terror. I mean, like, our, our health system is a nightmare because of government. But... If that's their talking point is that, you know, people are being denied uh, uh, by their insurance companies, it will be worse under Medicare and Medicaid. And in the VA, they just basically just want you to go kill yourself somewhere. That's that's pretty much like 
I mean, forget cancer treatment. Like if you have depression, they just want you to kill yourself. Like that's so that's that's the reality of government healthcare. Among other things, banking public you, colleges Senator. and universities tuition free and canceling student Thank debt. you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. I want to bring in. I want to bring in Senator Klobuchar. At the beginning of the night, you said you're going to hear a lot of promises on the stage. And previously, you have said, when asked about your primary opponents, quote, a lot of people are making promises, and I'm not going to make promises just to get elected. Who on the stage is making promises just to get elected? Everybody. Everyone wants to get elected. But my point <laughs> is this. I think when we have a guy in the White House that has now told over 10,000 lies, that we better be very straightforward with the American people. And no, do I think that we are going to end up voting for a plan that kicks half of America off of their current insurance in four years? No, I don't think we're going to do that. I think there is a better way her to get what we all want to see, which is lower mouth. cost for health care. Yes, do I why? think why that we're going to vote mouth? to give free college no, to I wonder, the wealthiest it, am I like kids? That? No, I've never I, looked I at my mouth when I talk. That. No, so my that's mouth what I'm talking about. But what I don't like about this argument know. right now, what I don't like about it at all, is that we are more worried is this about a, is winning this an a, argument uh, than winning an election. And I think is that how you achieve a Midwestern accent by talking like that? No, I don't think so. Because you need to do like the hard A's and so like Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, my mouth goes back to center. Yeah, her her I, is just a little. This got a little got a little thing there. It's not quite as exaggerated as mine, but it's pretty intense. It's got a thing. It's a, okay. Is voter turnout Thank in the Senator. country? I want to bring That's Congressman O'Rourke. Uh, Congressman O'Rourke, please respond. You know, I think a big part of, of leadership in showing our commitment to the American people is delivering on our commitments. As a member of Congress, when I learned that the El Paso VA had the worst wait times for mental health care in the country, meaning that care delayed functionally became care denied and was related to the suicide epidemic. We made it our priority and we turned around the VA in El Paso. We took that lesson nationally and I worked with Republican and Democratic colleagues to expand mental health care to veterans and we got it signed into law by the one person with whom I agree on almost nothing, Donald Trump, to show that at the end of the day we will put the American Thank people you. first before party, before any other concern. Thank you, Congressman O'Rourke. We've been asking voters to weigh in on what they'd most like to hear Democrats debate. Among the topics they told us they're most interested in, the climate crisis. Congressman Delaney, I'll start with you. You say the Green New Deal is about as no real the as hell they did Mexico not. Going yeah, I was going to say, but you, you pulled say nine people that you were standing outside in green pollution t-shirts. Pollution by 2050 to avoid the most catastrophic consequences. Why no, in the hell, the did crisis? they not hear that that was one of the most pressing, th- one of meaning of the top 35 things? Sure. Not a, a shot in hell did they pull the average, even Democrat voter, and they said climate change. Climate change. And by the way, I'm someone who believes that there is at least there's sufficient data to at least entertain the the idea that human activity is contributing at least mildly to global warming or climate change, whatever you want to call it, and that there are free market solutions like nuclear energy uh, that we could be using to combat that or to reduce the uh, reduce the, the the climate footprint. But there is not a sh- by the way, 
uh, implementation, uh, removing nuclear from the grid and adding renewables actually leads to more fossil fuel burning to offset the time that renewables aren't actually making any energy. So uh, if you actually support climate change, leg- uh, cha- fighting climate change, then you would support nuclear. Um, but there's not a shot in any... The same universe where... A lot of Democrats said that that was their most pressing concern is the same universe where tilapia is better than salmon. Right. Which there isn't one. There is not one. There is not. Is tilapia a real fish or is that one of the like. So it's it's yeah. So it's technically no, it's not an actual species of fish. It's something that's been farmed and created it, what's great about tilapia is that you can dig a hole in the mud in like these like you know places that are poverty stricken and you know people are starving. You can dig a hole in the mud and you can plant some of these eggs and they can live on almost nothing uh, and 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 grow in actual like mud where there's actually a layer of mud over it. They are filthy, filthy, filthy fish. Most commercially, pretty much all commercially bought tilapia grew on. Vietnamese sewage. Okay, so there's the ultimate. Vietnam won that war. You're eating their poop fish, and paying for it. But you're gonna give me a hard time about eating Alaskan salmon, which Alaskan salmon is quite possibly the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life. <sighs> it is. It is great. It is great. There are many vulgar things I want to say about people that go, eh, it smells funny. That's what lemon juice is for. It's too fishy. It's fishy. It's fishy. I don't want to get into... Delicious. I, I, I don't want to get into males who have a problem with fishiness because we could do a whole show about that, which I will. Wow. But... <laughs> Suffice it to say, salmon is great. Whatever these people are talking about is not as important as this tilapia versus salmon debate, which has now ended hey, because of Warren versus John Hickenlooper. The salmon versus tilapia debate of, of CNN, no doubt. I'm sure is what they're. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Ryan just always looks sad. I'd be sad too. Bill that would eliminate new gas powered car sales by 2040. Given the number what? of auto manufacturing workers in your state, how concerned are you about Senator Sanders' plan? Well, if we get our act together, we won't have to worry about it. I, I, my plan is to create a chief manufacturing officer so we could actually start making things in the United States again that would That'll pull the government, it. the Department oh, of Energy, Department of Transportation, work with the private sector, work with investors, emerging tech companies to dominate the electric vehicle market. China dominates it now, 50 to 60 percent. I want us to dominate the battery market, make those here in the United States and cut the workers in on the deal. The charging stations, solar panels, same thing. China dominates 60 percent of the solar panel market. Because so it's cheaper to make it the there. Report directly to me and we're going to start making things. Again. It's not because they have a chief manufacturing officer. It's because it's cheaper to make it there. I, 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 over it's to a sustainable to and regenerative agriculture. Fraction of a what? What? You only pay the fraction of a dollar a day. You can go ask Gabe Brown. In order to work in these factories. 
Oh, yeah, the labor costs are, are much lower, but that's just the beginning of it. There's none of the... When you buy something American, you are buying the American tax burden and regulatory burden that comes with it, including the, the, the labor regulations. But but that's only a small part of it. it, it it's, or, it's, it's the single biggest part, but it, it's not the majority of it. The majority is the regulatory and tax burden. It actually costs less to make it thousands of miles away and ship it over here because when you're buying it from China... You're buying the Chinese tax burden. When they talk about putting tariffs on Chinese products, what they're really saying is we need to also put the American tax burden on Chinese stuff so that everything costs you a fortune when you try to buy it. Just remove the burdens, remove the deregulate the market and things would cost less. The labor is offset by the cost of transportation. Yes, it's cheaper to, to, to hire someone over there, but when, once you factor in, the cost, factor in the cost of transportation over here, it pretty much evens out. It's the labor, it's the regulatory and tax burden that, that's the reason why. Chief manufacturing officer. Let's see what this moron is. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Of course. Congressman, your response. Yeah, I would just say, I didn't say we couldn't get there till 2040, Bernie. You don't have to yell. I mean, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is we have to invent our way out of this thing. And if we're waiting for 2040 for a ban to come in on gasoline vehicles, we're screwed. So we better get busy now. And that's why I'm saying get a chief manufacturing officer, align the environmental incentives with the financial incentives and make sure that people can actually make money off of the new technologies that are moving forward. And then here's what I'll do as Thank president, you, cut the worker in on the deal. Make sure these are union jobs and I will double union membership to make sure that these new jobs <laughs> pay with the old fossil fuel jobs. Senator pay. Sanders, your response. Look, on this issue, my friends, there is no choice. We have got to be super aggressive if we love our children and if we want to leave them a planet that is healthy and is habitable. So I don't disagree with Tim. What that means is we got to A, take on the fossil fuel industry. B, it means we have to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency. The fossil fuel industry is heavily, heavily lobbying for renewables over nuclear precisely because if you have a solar grid-based electric system, you have to burn fossil fuels when it's cloudy, when it's nighttime, when the solar system goes down, the solar uh, arrays go down or whatever. So it's actually the entire solar system going down. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't hear about the solar system going down. When the solar system goes down, now what, schmuck? Now tell me about tilapia, Shane. Um it's 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 so it's a lie when they when they when they talk about oh we're going to take on the fossil bp and dutch shell royal shell whatever it's called they would love nothing more than for you to never hear about nuclear and instead to hear about freaking wind farms which cause cancer and uh and and solar panels and no matter what 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 everybody like they're arguing about the way way to do this but no matter what all of them are talking about an increasing government, which everything that's had an increase in government, nothing has run more efficiently. Right. The Department of Education, it has done nothing but hurt our education system. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the Drug Enforcement Agency has done nothing but increase the amount of drugs that are here. Well, I mean, I guess the CIA increased the amount of drugs that are here. But 
the, there, there has never been a government program that has been run so efficiently that it actually helped anything ever, ever, ever. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, I realize we're watching the democratic debate, but I, 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 I mean, yeah, no, it's, it, 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 government programs don't make it better but we're, we're also talking to a bunch of we're, we're, we're listening to people that have been thinking government programs make things better from the beginning as opposed to the republicans who have warmed up over time to the idea of uh government programs making things better sarah Andereg says why isn't Mar- marianne getting any more time i don't understand even in a non-biased way she's the only one making good points in a proper manner and speaks way better than everyone else that's like listen that's that's accurate i I mean she's not they're not letting her talk at all like she hasn't talked since they came back from the break a long time ago right yeah they came back from the break about 30 minutes ago and she has like i mean they're not even being sly about it where they give her a few seconds they give her 20 seconds and then like 20 minutes goes by and then they give her 20 and they cut her off while she's talking I, it's I, it's incredible to me. What she needs to do is pick a fight with an individual person because then they have to go back and forth. But I don't think she'll do that because that kind of goes against her whole ethos of, of bashing people. Like her whole ethos of like being like, you know, like healing everything. Right? So like it's hard for her to be like, Bernie's wrong about XYZ, but that's like the best thing she could do right now is to like force them to give her time by like picking a fight, but I don't think she's going to do and it. There, I mean, Sarah asks, is there a reason? And yeah, there is a reason. I think there is a reason. I think that yeah. I honestly believe the DNC is afraid of her. I do think the DNC is afraid of her because yeah. she is going to speak to a massive demographic of people who will vote for her and who will rabidly follow her. And if she starts gaining enough, enough steam, she will unseat whoever their chosen candidate is. So I believe, I honestly believe that because of that, she is kind of being muted. She is being pushed off to the side. Yeah. There is one candidate on that stage tonight who wants to end all the wars and dismantle the military industrial complex. There's one. The rest of them, the rest of them want more trans women of color operating the bombers so they can go you go girl like you go girl you go murder those brown people yes bitch um but uh (laughs) yes queen sorry i didn't mean to i didn't want to do that that's their word but um uh but me but me it's it's their word right like it's yes queen but marianne's the only one that like actually wants to dismantle that so that's why we're not hearing from her because war oh you want to talk about something that the media loves war those green those green screens with the bombs drop they love that crap because everyone watches cnn and fox and msnbc when there's a war going on when a hot war is going on cnn would love nothing more than for us to go to war with iran do you know what their ratings would be like if we went to war with Iran? They would, I mean, they, <laughs> since CNN falls below HGTV, they might jump ahead of HGTV. 
they'd be reaching logo numbers. Um, is logo still a thing? I don't know, but they'd be hitting women's entertainment network numbers. They'd be hitting Cartoon Network numbers. Maybe. Unless Rick and Morty's on, in which case, no, they're not. No, and Mick, Rick and Morty's coming back this year. Later mm-hmm. on this year. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The iceberg. I was recently in Denmark, South Carolina, where it is, there is a lot of talk about it being the next Flint. We, we have an administration that has gutted the Clean Water Act. We have communities, particularly communities of color and disadvantaged communities all over this country who are Say reparations. from environmental injustice. I assure you, I lived in Gross Point. What happened in Flint would not have happened in Gross Point. This is part of the dark underbelly of American society. The racism, the bigotry, and the entire conversation that we're having here tonight, if you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. We need to say it like it is. It's bigger than Flint. It's all over this country. It's particularly people of color. It's particularly people who do not have the money to fight back. And if the Democrats don't start saying it, then why would those people feel that they're there for us? And if those people don't feel it they won't vote for us and donald trump will win thank you very much miss williams oh, oh, we so want to turn good now to the issue of race Jesus. in america she was congressman o'rourke president trump is pursuing a re-election strategy was that the biggest applause of the night How do you i don't know we've had it on mute a lot <laughs> dark psychic trump force of collectivized hatred in america she like she she is, is she speaking her language she's speaking to the people about things that they actually she's care speaking about. to me send her back dark psychic forces congress because she's a woman of color because this guy shut the hell up america dark psychic forces of collectivized, of collectivized hatred are coming for you. That's right. What are you going to do? You got to vote. You got to vote for Marianne. You got to vote Marianne. It's Marianne on this side. You got Marianne. And you've got the dark psychic forces of collectified, collectivized hatred. Those are your choices. <laughs> and Kim Ruff. And Kim Ruff. You have Kim Ruff, which is the, the, the best of those options. But, but between those two options, what are you going to pick? I think she... Take it for like 30 seconds. She knocks it out of the park every time. And they go back. Let's talk to John Hickenlooper about, you know, being a, a, a 2011 Democrat instead of a 2819 Democrat. Be the best candidate to heal the racial divide. You know, Colorado, I was mayor. We got the universal pre-K for every kid in the urban city. If they don't ask Marianne this question, then screw them. Because you want to hear an applause? Have her start talking to Democrats about race. You got to deliver a vision like that for the whole country. Thank you, Governor. Senator Warren, I'm coming to you now. Last week, the FBI Director Christopher Wray said that the majority of domestic terrorism cases this year have been motivated by white supremacy. In fact, the alleged shooter in this weekend's attack 
in Gilroy, California, referenced a well-known white supremacist book on social media. How are you going to combat the rise of white supremacy? We need to call out white supremacy for what it is, domestic terrorism. And it poses a threat to the United States. I wonder if you call out Antifa. We live in a country now where the president is... What was that? I wonder if she would call out Antifa. No. Criminal justice racism, health care racism. The way we do better is to fight back and show something better. So I have a plan, for example, on education that says... We have to build a better education system for all our kids, but we've got to acknowledge what's happened on race. So my plan has universal tuition-free college for all of our kids, but also increases... This is going to stop people from being racist. By putting $50 billion into historic... Even though white supremacy is actually higher among college graduates than among... Uh, non-college uh, people that didn't go to college. Kids with student loan debt and helps close the black-white wealth gap in America. Thank you, Senator, very much. White people are far more likely to have student loan debt than black people. City of South Bend, from diversity in the police force to housing policy. Given your record, how can you convince African-Americans that you should be the Democratic nominee? As an urban mayor serving a diverse community, the racial divide lives within me. I'm not saying that I became mayor and racism or crime or poverty ended on my watch. Racial divide lives within me? We have come together repeatedly to tackle challenges like the fact that far too many people were not getting the help they needed in their housing and so we directed it to a a historically underinvested African-American neighborhood. Right now, in the wake of a police-involved shooting, our community is moving from hurting to healing by making sure that the community can participate in things like revising the use of force policy and making sure there are community voices on the board of safety that handles police matters. I proposed a Douglas plan to tackle this issue nationally because mayors have hit the limits of what you can do unless there is national action. Systemic racism has touched every part of American life, from housing to health to home ownership. If you walk into an emergency room and you are black, your reports of pain will be taken less seriously. If you apply for a job and you are black, you are less likely to be called just because of the name on the resume. It's why I've proposed that we do everything from investing in historically redlined neighborhoods mayor. to build black wealth in home ownership Thank you, mayor. to supporting entrepreneurship for black Thank Americans. you very much. Senator Klobuchar, <clears throat> what do you say to those Trump voters who prioritize the economy over the president's bigotry? Well... First of all, uh, there are people that voted for Donald Trump before that aren't racist. They just wanted a better shake in the economy. And so I would appeal to them. But I don't think anyone can justify what this president is doing. Little kids literally woke up this weekend, turned on the TV, and saw their president calling their city, the town of Baltimore, nothing more than a home for rats. And I can tell you, as your president, that will stop. So did Bernie Sanders. That's such what a circus, Matt, that Trump basically rephrased what Bernie Sanders said and what anyone who has ever been to Baltimore knows. Like Baltimore literally has a rat problem. Like they are a rat infested city. They they are definitely a rat infested city. Like it's a it's a major problem. It, it, it is a major and like anybody who's been to baltimore knows it's not a clean town it's like philly without the class 
It's I'm from Baltimore. We lived in the suburbs. We fled as soon as we could. This whole Baltimore thing is a bunch of. Go- I have family that live in Baltimore and in the surrounding uh, suburbs. They will be the first ones to tell you that both Bernie and Donald Trump were right when it came to describing Baltimore as being like a third world city and being rat infested. Um, even, even a Oh Kiss My Bass or Kiss My Bass, uh, super fan, Oh Kiss My Bass says, uh, I'm from Baltimore and I can confirm that Baltimore is a rat infested crap hole. I bet Spike's from Pikesville. <laughs> nope, nope, I'm not, believe it or not. That's funny though. Um, I'm from. Uh... <laughs> oh, that is funny. No, I'm. Uh, I. I. Uh, we were. Well, I was actually born in Baltimore, and then we lived in uh, Randallstown, and then in Cockeysville, and then we fled to Myrtle Beach, like hard. And I'm really glad because I've been back since. And yeah, even Pikesville, man. Woo! I went to a Applebee's in Pikesville. And we left because I was not ready for uh, for ghetto bees. Uh, I was not ready for that. The club B. Oh, we're missing Marianne. It does come from a great injustice that has never been dealt with. That great injustice has had to do with the fact that there was 250 years of slavery followed by another 100, 100 years of domestic terrorism. What makes me qualified to say 200 to 500 billion dollars? I'll tell you what makes me qualified. If you did the math of the 40 acres and a mule, given that there was four to five million slaves at the end of, of, of the Civil War, there were four to five, and they were all promised 40 acres and a mule for every family of four. If you did the math today, it would be trillions of dollars. And I believe that anything less than 100 billion dollars is is an insult, and I believe the 200 to 500 billion is is politically feasible today because so many Americans realize there is an injustice that continues to form a toxicity underneath the surface, an emotional turbulence Ms. that Williamson, only reparations. Thank will you be very much, Senator Sanders. <laughs> Senator Sanders, you don't think cash payments are the best way to address this issue, but according to a new Gallup poll. of African Americans are in favor of cash payments to black Americans who are descendants of slaves. Well, yeah. respond to them? I respond to that by saying that I am supportive of Jim Clyburn's legislation, which is called 10-20-30. And what that understands is that as a result of slavery and segregation and the institutional racism we see now in health care, in education, in financial services, we are going to have to focus big time on rebuilding distressed communities in America, including African-American communities. In terms of education, I also have a plan. It's called the Thurgood Marshall Plan, and it would focus on ending the growth of segregated schools in America. It would triple funding for Title I schools. It would make sure that teachers in this country earned at least $60,000 a year. Senator Sanders, thank you very much. The debate continues right after this short break. 60 grand. 60 grand for every teacher in America. Now, isn't... I'm not... I don't have kids. So... (laughs) 
Yeah, you like that? I love that. Um, the dark psychic forces. We must stop them. Go against the dark psychic forces. Go like us on Instagram, everybody. Uh, <laughs> just see the meme I just made and put up. Um, we have two options. Like our Instagram page. The dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> 60 grand for teachers. Sixty. Okay, so yeah, I don't have kids, but most most uh, salaries of teachers are done at the local level. It's, it's coming from the property taxes. It's coming from uh, your sales taxes. If he's saying that he wants to do 60 grand for every teacher in America... That means that there's going to become a federal property tax in order to pay for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you or you're just dumping that on this on the school districts, you know, this law that they have to pay that much. And now all your school districts are scrambling with grant with uh, 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 what's it called bonds and and tax increases to pay for this unfunded federal mandate on on it's one or the other i mean you're paying one way or the other um 60 grand listen this is when i would pull up the norm mcdonald thoughts video on on teachers and uh and 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 we could all just enjoy that um that would sum up my feeling about that whole thing it's not that easy when you're the one getting asked the questions is it yeah yeah I will, uh, after this is over, look up Norm MacDonald, teacher heckler, or something like that. Uh, I mean, teachers, I've said this, I think I've said this before on the show. People are like, oh, teachers, they're the the real heroes. They're the ones that deserve more money. Yeah, well, if if the education system hasn't continued to get better, why is it? Why? Why is it that they deserve more money? Are they going to teach better? Why? And yeah, I know the argument of, oh, well, then they can afford to buy the supplies that they need for their classrooms and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not about it. We were teaching a long time ago without yeah, the supplies with that nothing. we allegedly need today. And if you give them more money, it doesn't mean they're going to teach better. Yeah. You're not actually rewarding people for doing their jobs well at this point. You're just saying, hey, if yeah. you do this, you're going to get 60 grand. You're the real hero. Listen, so, I mean, first of all, it, there are charts that show that the the number of teachers in the country has, like, flattened and all the cost is in all the administrators they've had. So, I mean, if you really want to have teachers be treated better and there be more teachers who get paid more, you get the government out of it because all they keep doing is just adding administrators at every level to supposedly help kids. It's not helping kids. The literacy rate has been stuck around 86% for almost ever. It's actually lower than it was 200 years ago. And the problem is not that teachers aren't being paid enough. The problem is that the government is in charge of schooling. And if you haven't sensed a common theme on this show, it's that government doesn't make things better. It makes things worse. Every time. Tilapia is fish made by government. I don't know if that's true, but I'm actually could be true. (laughs) That's probably true. That's probably true. I'm going to look that up right now because I hope that's true. Man, I hope that's true. It'd be funny as crap if it was. Uh, 
history. I, I've actually heard that before, though. So it really wouldn't surprise me. It sounds like an Alex Jones conspiracy theory, but it would not surprise me all that much if it was uh, that tilapia uh, was made by the government for cheap fish. So right now, like literally, I know that we might be considered a little biased on for Marianne, but I really think that every answer, like the five answers she's been allowed to give, have been right. the best answers of this debate. The dark psychic forces. Listen, part of the debate is being quotable, right? Or are they already back? Yeah. Part of the debate is being. I don't really give a crap about what he has to say anyway. But part of the debate is quotable quotes things that people will remember she's got a lot of stuff people remember her one thing is she won't and if anyone is sick of the back and forth and they just want someone who rises above the fray she's been doing that all night no one attacks her because they don't want to give her any time so i don't know i mean i think she's just i think she comes out of this better than she was coming in and that's how she was in the first debate. I think that there's a good chance that she does this in this debate as well, because because the, the last debate, yeah, she said some crazy stuff off the wall, stuff that nobody was really prepared for in a presidential debate. But she became really Googleable. Everybody was looking her up. Everybody wanted to know who she was. Now yeah, there's a ton a of info bit, about her. Yeah, yeah. Now she's taking it a little bit more seriously. Her answers are more well thought out. She hasn't mentioned New Zealand once, and she seems to be much more professional in her demeanor as somebody running for president. So I think that she's going to, I think she's going to build a strong, strong base. She's got Republicans giving her money just because they want to see her there. Like, I mean, I think, I think she's, she, Yang completely flatlined. Um, I think you can only say, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars a month so many times um before people go oh what else oh by the way she supports gangs thousand bucks a month so there there goes that so okay great now what and and did you hear yang andrew yang talk about the dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred no he said thousand dollars a month i'm gonna give you a thousand dollars a month and she said i'm gonna give you a thousand dollars a month and i'm gonna fight against the dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred. Yep. We can't go and we can't isolate ourselves from the world. We have to engage Thank with their rules based. Thank you, Congressman rate. Delaney. Senator Warren, please respond. You know, for decades, we have had a trade policy that has been written by giant multinational corporations to help giant multinational corporations. They have no loyalty to America. They have no patriotism. If they can This is the Democrats agree with Donald Trump part of the debate. If they can continue a polluting plant by moving it to Vietnam, they'll do it in a heartbeat. I have put out a new comprehensive plan that says we're not going to do it that way. We're going to negotiate our deals with unions at the table, with small businesses at the table, with small farmers at the table, with environmentalists at the table, with human rights activists at the table. And then we're going to use the fact that everybody wants to get to America's markets. They want to sell to you. Congressman Delaney. 
Sorry. Is, thank, is thank everyone you, wants to get to America's you, markets? Senator. No. She so doesn't answer questions. Question Senator, thank you. Please abide by the rules. No one really Congressman Delaney, thank okay, you. Okay, so who was it that asked earlier the difference that was between? Was that Chris uh, Reynolds who asked the difference between Bernie and Liz Warren? Yeah. Okay, the difference is that um, Bernie Sanders answers the question. He does it in one of these ways, but she just literally would not say if she would continue the tariffs. It's a very simple question, and you can f- make a flowery way of answering it, but she never actually addressed that at all. It sounded like she would, but... It is so extreme that it'll Thank isolate you, Congressman Delaney. American Thank you, Congressman. economy Notice from the rest of the world. Senator Warren. Senator Sanders, please let Senator Warren respond. Oh, I'm sorry. That what the congressman is describing as extreme is having deals that are negotiated by American workers for American workers. By the way, you notice, remember they said that uh, if you interrupt people, we're going to deduct your time. Has that happened? No. Has anyone even been given set time? I think that was, that was decided before the debate. Oh. Because Marianne Williamson, guys, hasn't interrupted anyone, and she's gotten the least amount of time. So I'm not sure where this whole we're going to penalize you thing when that part kicks in. Maybe it's during the commercial breaks. The question was about tariffs, and they're a huge mistake. They constitute the largest tax increase on the American consumer, hitting the middle class and the working poor. Leave it to Beto to say it. Yeah, I agree, I agree with Beto. I agree with Beto. There's some words. The of the consequences. When have we ever gone to war, including a trade war, without allies and friends and partners? As president, we will hold China accountable, but we will bring our allies and friends like the European Union to bear, and we'll also negotiate trade deals that favor farmers and American workers and protect human rights and the environment and labor, not just here in the United States, but in those countries. Thank you very much. Senator Sanders, please respond to Congressman O'Rourke. You're looking, I believe, at the only member of Congress who not only voted against these disastrous trade agreements, NAFTA, PNTR, with China, which cost us over 4 million jobs, but also helped lead the effort against these agreements. I used to go on NAFTA to download lots of free music, but then I started using LimeWire. Or Vietnam or any place else, that's exactly what they would do. As president, let me tell you what I will do. These guys line up at the federal trough. They want military contracts. They want all kinds of contracts. Well, under my administration, you ain't going to get those contracts if you throw Senator American workers Sanders, out on the street. Thank you very much. Governor Hickenlooper, your response. So, so I think, again, I think Congressman Delaney has got a point here, and there is a way of looking at a trade that is therapeutic. The bottom line is, you talk to any economist, there is not a single example in history where a trade war had a winner. Trade Thank wars you. are for losers. And the yep. bottom line is, we've got to recognize, let's negotiate a better trade deal, but you're not going to win against China in a trade war when they've got 25% of our total debt. And step back and look at it. Here's Trump gives that giant tax cut. And at the same time, so we're paying in tariffs about oh, $800 to $1,200 per household. And then we give this incredible tax cut to the rich. 
essentially what's happening is now he's transferred that tax obligation onto the middle class. That's he's right. What's outrageous. He's actually right. Not the solution. Yeah. Governor he's right. He's right. Now, all taxes are paid by the consumer, so it's just a bit of sleight of hand, but he's absolutely right. <laughs> a tariff is a massive regressive tax on consumers. All taxes are massive regressive taxes on consumers, but, but tariffs are an especially egregious tax on people that buy stuff at Walmart and Dollar General. Did you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Okay. Hickenlooper covered it. <laughs> yeah, he really did. And Beto kind of did too, and then he went off on a thing. And to leave the American people behind. We have to have the courage to fight back against that corruption. Senator, thank you. Governor Bullock, your response? You know, Farmer and Rippey said to me, every time that Trump tweets, we lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. If Montana had to eat all the wheat that we produce, every Montana would have to eat 40 loaves of bread a day. But by the same token, what we have is, I actually agree with Senator Warren on this in part. Corporations can move capital easy. Workers can't move. So going forward, we need to make sure that our trade deals actually are protecting, thinking about the workers. They can't be the stepchild, but the way to do it with this blunt instrument of tariffs that the president's doing, that's not how we get a fair deal for farmers anywhere or the manufacturers here in Detroit. Well, Governor, thank you very much. Mayor, stand by, please. Stand by, please. Please abide by the rules. Mayor Buttigieg, on Thursday of this week, a GM plant in Michigan will stop production, the latest auto plant to cease operations in the industrial Midwest. This comes as part of the company's modernization plans, which will eventually result in 6,000 hourly workers losing their jobs or being reassigned to other plants. What this is, is the CNN using Trump's demagoguing talking points. This happened in my community. 20 years Segment of the debate. Born, and when I was growing up, we were still picking up the pieces. Empty factories, empty houses, poverty. I know exactly what happens to a community when these closures take place, and there will be more. It's why we actually need to put the interests of workers first. Me, me, of Mayor Peavy. So what happens when these, when, when these closings happen? One, yeah, a lot of people go out of work. And then you have a lot of people who are looking for different ways to make money. And a lot of people, usually the underprivileged and uh, minority communities, end up turning to race. And that is when his police department shoot them. And then he looks <laughs> and then he makes excuses for those officers and refuses to take a stand on it. If you don't believe this, like if you're well, like obviously, if you're watching the show, you probably believe this to some to some level. Right. But he recently, was accosted by a BLM group talking to him about this exact thing. Yep. So he's saying, "I'm here trying to pick up the pieces." Blah blah blah. You need to start by making sure that your police departments aren't targeting black or other minorities, youth who are out there in the middle of the streets unarmed yep yep the greatest jobs program you could ever have in our time is to end the drug war because right now you have people who we have the largest prison population both in raw numbers and as a percentage of our population in human history 
These are people, and, and, and like something like 60% of them, 70% of them are there for engaging in voluntary commerce. And many of them that are there for something else originally went in for engaging in voluntary commerce of drugs or sex and then got hardened because they're in a rape cage and trying to survive. And then they come out and they have PTSD from the dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred that led to the drug war in the first place. And... <laughs> As a result of that, they're now a hardened criminal going out into a softer world and they end up harming people and now they're back in prison. So the ending the drug war, any, again, if these people want to talk about jobs, talk about ending the drug war, talk about ending, getting rid of the regulations that make, we're going to hold China accountable for what? For being more affordable? Do you know how you hold them accountable for being more affordable? By making us more affordable. That would hold them accountable for their sin of providing products cheaper than we do because they aren't because the freaking communist Chinese have fewer regulations than we do. Yep. Dark psychic forces. Dark psychic forces. I love it. I love dark psychic forces. Listen, what is this? Universal child care for every baby in this country. Like literally you can take five seconds of her talking and it is just terrible. Right. Watch. So universal, universal child care. That means Spike has no children. I have no children. There are multiple people who are watching this show that I hope have no children. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope that you all procreate and do whatever. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't. Anyway, go ahead. Right. But that means that because... Because Elizabeth Warren deems it so, Spike and myself will be part will be part of the people paying for this universal child care. Yeah. It's not on us. We have done everything. Well, I have done, I don't know about Spike. I have done everything in my power not to have children up to this point without, you know, surgery. I have done everything I can to not have children because I was trying to be financially responsible, which I don't get to say that about a lot of things in my life, (laughs) but I knew that that when it comes to sex, that one, I was like, Nope, gotta be financially responsible. Don't want to have kids. She's going to cancel Spike's student debt though. I hope that's a joke. I saw the, I saw the college scam. At, as a teenager, I saw that I saw that a mile away. And that's the other thing. Like, I have student debt. I've got a good amount of student debt. So does Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Uh, and as okay, I know, it's a joke. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, I signed up for that debt. I understand that it's mine, and I am slowly paying it off. You know, I I wouldn't be against some level of forgiveness if it was done in concert with removing the government from higher and lower education. If as a part of that process, you had as part of the, so instead of the funding for continuing these terrible schools that are incredibly expensive, that some of that money would go towards relieving student debt for the lowest income people. 
Forgiving student loan debt across the board means mostly white and mostly middle and upper middle class people get a huge wash, a huge, a huge, uh, 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 boon to their their bottom line on the backs of mostly uh 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 blue collar and minority households like it's such a huge white hipster uh uh wealth transfer i i, I can't even imagine that i mean it's it's reparations for millennials like i was like <laughs> right and yeah it's reparations for that's true. reparations I, for white millennials I, I be, so I, I'm not 100% sure on the statistic anymore, but I know that when I was going through school, they were telling me that 23% of all Americans have a college degree. We have, I don't know the number, I think it's like something like $52 billion in stu- student debt loans that are out. That means that 77% of America are going to be picking up that debt for that 23%. That is not the debt of these 77%. That is the debt of those 23%, and they are all responsible for that debt individually. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, kiss my bass. As Chinese also have nets around their manufacturing plants so people can't kill themselves by jumping off of them. Efficiency. Efficiency. It's kind of like a nail gun would have made the crucifixion much more efficient. It's... Sure. <laughs> That's... I guess. Sure. Just one shot. Okay. It is. Yeah. We just one. Sh- yeah. Good. So. Mary on. Oh, God. Here. Everyone shut up. Meaning me and Matt. Where 83 cents of every dollar goes to the very, very richest among us. That does not stimulate the economy. If we get rid of no. this college debt, think of all the young people who will have the discretionary spending. They'll be able to start their business. The best thing you could do to stimulate the U.S. economy is to get rid of this debt. This is not just about a plan to do it. It's about a philosophy of governing. And I've heard some people here tonight. I almost wonder why you're Democrats. You seem to think there's something wrong about, oh. about using the government to help people. That is what government should do. It should all policies should help people thrive. That is how we will have peace, and Thank that is you. how we will have prosperity. Thank you, Ms. Williamson. Congressman O'Rourke, you don't support free four-year college. Your response to Ms. Williamson? I support free two-year college. Earn that associate's degree. Realize your full potential. Debt-free four-year college. But unlike some of the other candidates on the stage, that's not just for tuition. That is room and books and board. The full cost of being able to better yourself so that you can better this country. And then for that school teacher who in many places like Texas is working a second or a third job, full forgiveness for her outstanding student loan debt, forgiveness for that person willing to work at the VA and serve our former service members. And we do not do that at the expense of unions. We elevate them as well and make it easier to join an apprenticeship to learn a skill or a trade that you can command for the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman. Senator Klobuchar, your response. I want to make it easier for kids to go to college. And I think we do it by focusing our resources God knows on the people that need it. Colleges. There aren't enough people in colleges, guys. That's why you can't get a good job. And that's why, by the way, that's why jobs are requiring freaking associates degrees to work at Starbucks is because there aren't enough people going to college. Right. You're... 
Chris Reynolds. Jewish Spike was very careful about that nail gun comment. Um, <laughs> Efficiency. Right. Efficiency. So back in the 80s, 70s and 80s, if you had a high school degree, you could get almost any job you wanted and they gave you on-the-job training. Then they started pushing this lie that you needed to go to college in order Correct. to get a good enough job. Right. So that meant that you needed your associate's degree to get an entry-level job. Right. Nowadays, you need a bachelor's degree to get an entry-level job. And you see many people who are 28, you know, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, going back to school, trying to get their master's degree because they have no way of moving up. Right. Yeah. It's you know, it, Your 12-year degree is worthless. It, or I diploma. Completely worthless. Yep. In all on like in all honesty, Spike, I I wish I had done what Spike had done because he started a business when he was in high school. He sold it and he retired. <laughs> he didn't go to college. <laughs> to be fair, I was really, really high and I didn't want to have to go anywhere. So I started a home-based business, and that worked. Could have not worked. It could have not worked. It could have gone the other way. Right. Could have gone sideways a few different times, but it could have, it could have gone the way of all of my home-based businesses. <laughs> it could have gone the way of most home-based businesses, but I, I there's a little bit of luck there. But yes, the we don't talk. What, what do you want to bet? None of these people mention the word entrepreneur. Which is oh. the entire like baseline for for the 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 U.S. economy is like sixty percent small business, but we never hear about that. Or we'll hear we'll hear a a, a a sop to small business, but they're not talking about the roots of what creates small business, which is entrepreneurs that don't have to deal with massively high barriers to entry, like occupational licensing, like all these different taxes, like all these different regulations, like zoning laws that make you not allowed to do business in your own home, uh, all of these other thing, uh, all, all of these all of these other things that make it nearly impossible for small startups to get started uh and 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 which the larger companies love these regulations because they they choke out potential competition from the bottom i'm interested to hear what they have to say about foreign policy for the second time in less than a week congressman you said that you would not meet with north korean dictator kim jong-un unless you were at least close to a deal now senator klobuchar says that she would quote always be willing to meet with leaders to discuss policies is that view wrong? Uh, yeah, I think so. I love Amy Klobuchar, but I think she's wrong on this one. I don't think presidents of the United States meet with dictators. We saw what just happened with President Trump. He goes to the demilitarized zone uh, with the leader of North Korea, gives him a huge photo op, gives him global credibility because the most powerful person in the world is sitting there meeting with him. And weeks later, he's lobbing uh, more missiles. That doesn't make any sense. We've got to demilitarize our foreign policy. We've got to make sure that we are engaging these countries all the time. This is you very just said not to. I've been in Congress 17 right. years. I've sat on the Defense Appropriations Committee. I sat on the Armed Services Committee. This is long, tedious work. Much of it done outside of the eye of the TV camera. And as president, you've got to monitor that. Just and be said very disciplined every day. Don't go give a dictator a huge win. Sit down and do your job. And the same thing. 
uh, with what's happening in Central Your America. job is He's to meet with dictators. Department budget. Don't Nicaragua, meet with dictators. Guatemala, El Salvador, Thank where the migrants are coming from. Go fix the problem at its source and use diplomacy to do it. Senator Klobuchar, your response? Stop I think we destabilizing agree. their countries. And those were all dictatorships you just described that you place. don't want to meet what with. What I don't like is how this president has handled it. You've heard of the Truman Doctrine, the Monroe Doctrine. He's done the go-it-alone doctrine with the rest of the world. He's taken us out of the climate change agreement, out of the Iran nuclear agreement, out of the Russian nuclear agreement. And I don't agree with that. And when he was just with Vladimir Putin at the G20, when he was asked about invading our democracy, he made a joke. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have lost their lives on the battlefield to protect our democracy and our right to vote. Thank Four you. little girls in Birmingham, Alabama, lost their life in a church at Thank the heights of the Civil Rights Amendment. So I do believe you meet with people, but you better have an agenda you, and you better put our interests of our country first, Thank not you, the Sen Russians. Thank you, Senator Klobuchar. Um, Mayor Buttigieg, you served in Afghanistan where just yesterday two U.S. service members were killed. There are currently about 14,000 U.S. service members in Afghanistan. You've said, quote, one thing everybody can agree on is that we're getting out of Afghanistan. Will you withdraw all U.S. service members by the end of your first year in office? We will withdraw. We have to. In your first year? Yes. Look, around the world, we will do whatever it takes to keep America safe. But I thought I was one of the last troops leaving Afghanistan when I thought I was turning out the lights years ago. Every time I see news about somebody being killed in Afghanistan, I think about what it was like to hear an explosion over there and wonder whether it was somebody that I served with, somebody that I knew, a friend. Show of hands. Colleague. We're pretty close to Who the we will wake up to the news. believes Mayor Petey when he <laughs> says that he's going to pull out of Afghanistan ever, much less in his first year. Right, like not not just the, even in the first year. Like, forget the first year. Let's say his first term. Ever. Because I'm pretty certain we have heard that since 2008. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking... I'm thinking no. Yeah, that's a that's a big fat no. He's going to get multiple Pinocchios from Washington Post. I don't believe him. Of whether you would withdraw all U.S. service members from Afghanistan during your first year in office as president. How do you respond, sir? I would, in my first term in office, uh, agree that there is nothing about uh, perpetuating this war already in its 18th year that will make it any better. We've satisfied the reasons for our involvement in Afghanistan. So in then the why? Place. And it's time to bring those service members back home from so Afghanistan. So why not the first year? Also from Iraq, also from Yemen and Somalia and Libya and Syria. There is no reason for us to be at war all over the world tonight. As president, I will end those wars and we will not start new wars. We will not send more U.S. service members overseas to sacrifice their lives and to take the lives of others in our name. We can resolve you, these challenges peacefully Thank and you, diplomatically. Thank you, Governor Hickenlooper, you disagree. Yeah, I don't believe him. I'm open to keeping some service members in Afghanistan oh, beyond God. your first term. I look at it as a humanitarian issue, and with all due respect, you're looking at the condition of women. If we completely Thank pull you. our troops out of there, you're going to see a, a humanitarian disaster that will startle and, and, and frighten every man, woman, and child in this country. Thank you. And I don't think, I mean, we I have so. 
troops in over 400 different locations so. around the world. Most of them are small. I'm not sure. Keeping. They're not greatly at risk. We're going to have to be in Afghanistan. Look at the progress that's happened in that country. We're going to turn our backs the progress. away from people that have risked their lives to help us and build a different future for Afghanistan the and that part of the world. Thank you, Governor. <laughs> Senator Warren, you want to make it U.S. policy that the U.S. will never use... A the progress in Afghanistan, the, the countless hundreds of thousands of civilians, which, by the way, according to all third-party groups, the vast majority have been killed by U.S. and allied forces, not by the Taliban. makes the world safer. The United States is not going to use nuclear weapons preemptively, and we need to say so to the entire world. It reduces the likelihood that someone miscalculates, someone misunderstands. Our first responsibility is to keep ourselves safe. And what's happening right now with Donald Trump as they keep expanding the different ways that we have nuclear weapons, the different ways that they could be used, puts us all at risk. You know, we talk about what's happening around the world. I have three older brothers who served in the military. I see that they would do anything. Our military is the best on earth, but we should not be asking our military to take on jobs that do not have a military solution. We need to use our diplomatic tools, our economic tools, and if we're gonna send someone into war, we better have a plan for how we're gonna get them out on the other end. Thank you, Senator. Governor Bullock, your response to Senator Warren's proposal to the U.S. never use a nuclear weapon first? I wouldn't want to take that off the table. I think America's strength, we have to be able to say that. Look, never, I hope, certainly in my term or anyone else, would we really even get close to pulling that trigger. But by the same token, for, for what? America's strength, and look, this president's made America versus America alone. Our allies no longer trust us. Our adversaries are with us. But going from a position of strength, we should be negotiating down so there aren't nuclear weapons. But drawing those lines in sand at this point, I wouldn't do. Thank you, Are Governor. we still Senator Warren, your doing like, calling nuclear? And I'm someone that, you know, says my mantra while eating ramen noodles. Nuclear? How, how do you say it, Matt? Nuclear? Yeah, because that's... I mean that that he sounds like a like George George W there. George W. Nuclear, nuclear, got nuclear, get the, got them nuclear weapons. And his is worse because Bush has that accent, which makes it sound like you know it's just sound of a southern way of saying it. He says it with sort of a midwestern nuclear, 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 with the eyebrows. Nuclear. Like the eyebrows with Bush. nuclear, nuclear. We have to be willing to show strength by preemptively killing people with nuclear weapons, which was Eric Swalwell's thing too. Um, that was a, he's stealing an Eric Swalwell talking point. When you actually have Korea, when you have others, I don't want to turn around and say, "Well, Detroit has to be gone before we would ever use that." When so many crazy folks are getting closer to have a nuclear weapon, I don't want them to think I could strike this country, and I. I and we as the United States of America wouldn't do a thing. Part of the strength really is the ability Governor to Bullock. deter. So Governor, thank you very much. Uh, Moving on now. Uh, Moving on now, please, Senator. Senator, please. Moving on now. 
As you know, to serve as President of the United States, all of you know this, you have to be at least 35 years old. So, Mayor Buttigieg, you just qualified. You're 37, the youngest candidate in this field. Standing next to you is the oldest candidate, Bernie Sanders, at age 77. Should voters take into consideration age when choosing a presidential candidate? I don't care how old you are. I care about your vision. But I do think it matters that we have a new generation of leaders stepping up around the world. Uh, leaders like the, um, I actually think it's good that the Prime Minister of New Zealand's gotten a lot of attention in democratic debates. She's masterful. She is younger uh, than I would be when I take office. Uh, this is the kind of trend America might be leading uh, instead of following, but only if it's actually backed by the right vision. Uh, and we can have great presidents at any age. What I will say is we need the kind of vision that's going to win. We cannot have a vision that amounts to back to normal. The only reason we got this president is that normal didn't work. We have to be ready to take on this president. And by the way, something that hasn't been talked about as much tonight, take on his enablers in Congress. You know, when, when David Duke, when David Duke ran for Congress, whoever ran for governor, the Republican Party 20 years ago ran away from him. Today, they are supporting naked racism in the White House, or at best silent about it. And if you were watching this at home, and you are a Republican member of Congress, consider the fact that when the sun sets on group. your career and they are writing your story of all the good and bad things you did in your life, the thing you will be remembered for is whether in this moment with this president, you found the courage to stand up to him or you continue to put party over country. Thank you, Mayor. Senator Sanders, as a senior statesman of the group, please respond to Mayor Budapest. Well, Pete is right. It's a question of vision. It's what it is, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're in between. And my vision, among other things, says that if we're going to fight for health care, we don't take money from the drug companies or the insurance companies. And I've asked all of the candidates who are running. He is the original pander. Money from those entities who, in my view, are going to war against the American he did answer the question, but now he's on something complete. He wasn't even close to answering that question. Well, he said it doesn't matter. Blah, 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 health care. But he did say it doesn't matter. Elizabeth Warren would have just said, I think that health care is a right. And just completely ignored that another question was asked. Their parents. Thank you, Senator Sanders. The debate continues right after this. Please. Thank you. Wow. They just shut her off. Yep. That is remarkable. They just shut her off. Like, they didn't let her talk for quite some time. Went through, like, three or four subjects without ever touching, having her mention, like, having her talk about it. And then she says, like, I'd like to say something. And they're like, no. Yeah, they said, no, you're not getting to today. <laughs> Hashtag free Marianne. That's right, Chris Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> CNN yeah, they, is helping empower the dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred. So they're talking about age. And they're talking about age. And everybody always talks about the old white man and stuff like that. But so right. Donald Trump, yeah, he was 70 years old. Almost, almost 71 when he got elected. Barack Obama, George Bush, Bill Clinton, all under the age of 60 when they got elected. Right. 
uh, Barack Obama and Bill Clinton under the age of 50 when they got elected. Like, I don't think America, I don't, I personally, I don't think Americans care so much about age and mayor Petey is actually kind of right. It's, they care about the vision that the person has. If the person can sell whatever crap they are spinning, the people are going to vote for it. And crap how old they are. And <laughs> CNN might be the dark psychic forces. Uh, but, but like Bernie Sanders continually pushing healthcare is right. Healthcare is right. Healthcare is right. Healthcare is right. And just saying that over and over again is not going to get that get them elected he needs more you need more substance and healthcare is the right not and, in this field yeah yeah no yeah it's no. not gonna do it it's right now bernie sanders is having one of the worst showings i've ever seen him have in a day. it is awful they took his shtick yeah every agreed everybody on that stage saw that Bernie Sanders did well in 2016 and they all stole it. They were plagiarizing the crap out of the guy. They've all taken his shtick. I'm going to give you free everything because it's not fair that you don't have everything like the people that did all the things. And everyone's like, yeah, me too. Right. I also am going to give you everything. I'm going to give you everything you want. I'm going to give yeah, you Yeah, but I'm really going to, really going to give you everything because I totally it's not fair and you got to get it. I, that's what I'm going to do. Started out with free health care. Yep. Then it went to free college. Yep. Then it went to free uh, child care. Yep. Essentially, they are working on just making sure you don't pay for anything for the rest of your life. But in doing so, all they are doing is, one, they're creating a job field that will make it nearly impossible for anybody to get a job without a post-high school degree of any kind. Yeah unless you are an entrepreneur and you start your own business and you turn that into a success. But in order to make sure that that's going to happen, in order to do that, you're going to have to get through so much red tape because there's going to be so many new zoning laws. There's going to be so many new uh, regulations on businesses. There's going to be so much you're going to have to go through. And then there's probably going to be laws on who you are allowed to hire and who you can have come work for you. And they have to be somebody that went through the government program. Yep. They're going to make it, so difficult for small business owners and entrepreneurs in, to succeed that it will only make sense to go through the government and everybody will then be reliant upon the government education. At a time when global economies are expanding at massive rates, especially in the Far East, China is exploding economically. India is exploding economically. Brazil has started again to explode economically. You are not just competing with that guy over there or that lady over there. You are competing with the entire world. And if you aren't even entering the workforce until sometime in your mid to late 20s to do entry-level work, you are utterly, utterly screwed. I don't care about your 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 student debt or whatever you you're not going to even be able to do a basic job without all this fake education i can go on fiverr right now and get somebody from india pakistan russia yeah 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 whatever to do decently quality stuff oh they're doing i think they're doing the closings oh they're doing the closing stuff to actually go from delivering newspapers to governor's house as a kid now raising our three kids in it. We got to recognize for far too many people in, that, in America that shot no longer exists. 
and for far too many in this country, it never has. He's a weird. I'm running for president to beat Donald Trump, win back the places we lost, and make sure that Americans know that where Washington has left them behind in their economy and their political system, I'll be there. This isn't a choice just between center and left, or about we don't have to choose between what we don't want and what we can't afford. Folks want a different way. They want to believe the economy and our democracy can work for us. That's why I'm running for president. Thank you. Ms. Williamson? <clears throat> yes. Our problem is not just that we need to defeat Donald Trump. We need a plan to solve institutionalized hatred, collectivized hatred, and white nationalism. And in order to do that, we need more than political insider game and wonkiness and intellectual argument. Those things will not defeat Donald Trump. We need some radical truth-telling, not just to talk about health care, but talk about why are we so sick all the time. We need to have a serious conversation about race and what is truly owed. Even on the subject of foreign policy, it's all about symptoms and not about cause. We need to talk about the fact that the United States has sacrificed our moral leadership, the fact that countries see us not only domestically but internationally with policies that simply support our corporate overlords, the fact that our national defense agenda is driven more by short-term profits for defense contractors than by genuine peace building. There's some corruption that is so deep, ladies and gentlemen. And until the Democratic Party is ready to speak to the deeper corruption, knowing that we ourselves sometimes, because of our own corporate donations, have participated, then I'm afraid those who vote for Trump will continue to vote for Trump, and those who might not like Donald Trump will continue to stay home. I want a, a politics that goes much deeper. I want a politics that speaks to the heart. Because the only way to fight, you keep talking about how we're going to fight Donald Trump. You can't fight dog whistles. You have to override them. And the only way you can override them is with new voices, voices of energy that only come from the fact that America has been willing to live up to our own mistakes, atone for our own mistakes, make amends for our own mistakes, love each other, love our democracy, love future generations, something emotional and psychological that will not be, be, be emerging from anything on this stage. It will emerge from something I'm the one who's qualified to bring forth. Congressman Delaney. Thank you, Jake. John F. Kennedy famously said, we should not seek the Republican answer. We should not seek the Democratic answer. We should seek the right answer. He was right when he said it, and he's right today as well. Donald Trump is the symptom of a disease. And the disease is divisiveness. You stole. And I'm the only one on the stage talking about curing that thief. disease. Which, with big ideas She like just talked service, about curing disease. By focusing on actually solving problems. If we work really together, we can fix healthcare and build infrastructure. <laughs> we can invest in not just technology, but people and entrepreneurs, whether they be in Storm Lake, Iowa, or Detroit, Michigan, or Baltimore, Maryland. We can fight climate change and reimagine our education system. But we have to do it with real solutions, not impossible promises. Isn't it time we had a president who was a leader in both the private sector and in government to lead us into the future? I promise, as president, I will restore vision, unity, and leadership and decency to this country. And that's why I'm running for president. That's Thank the you. president. Congressman Ryan. What's that? He said we need somebody who's a, who's a leader in the private sector and the government. He just said that about, while insulting Donald Trump. Donald Trump. 
that was kind of a bad hot take there about about that was actually terrible <laughs> we need someone who's done great in both sectors oh well then we have that like <laughs> thought we had that but new and better that's how we win the future this guy steers the shit out of me and better a new and better economy a new and better education system a new and better this guy's like that everything that's terrible about the other people plus he's a neocon the trauma <laughs> of our kids there's not going to be a savior he just stole trauma of our kids everyone is stealing Marianne's stuff it's going to be you and me how are you going to heal the trauma of our us. kids while bombing every kid that's on that's how Earth? we fix this country you and i coming together to do big things to imagine the new country that we want by coming together, not left or right, new and better. Governor Hickenlooper. Thank you, and what a night, I've loved it. I'd like to ask every American to imagine that you are facing life-threatening surgery tomorrow. Would you choose a doctor who had a track record of proven success, who'd actually done the work, or someone who had just talked about it? What a weird That's a question we're facing in this primary. I've actually got a track record as a small business owner, as a mayor, and as a governor. We expanded healthcare in Colorado, got near universal coverage. We fought climate change directly, right? We beat the NRA. And for the last three years, you wore that toupee. We can ramp all that out I'm a on international television. Stage, but I'm also pragmatic. That is a question of judgment. It's not just a question of aesthetics. It is a question of judgment. You looked at that hanging on your the head thing that it's on when you aren't wearing it and said, yes, I'm going to wear this. Well, thank you, Detroit. To win, we have to listen to people. And out there today is Casey Joe's mom. Casey Joe was a champion high school swimmer from a small town. She got sick, went to the emergency room, and got hooked on opioids. The last thing that she said to her mom was, Mama, it's not my fault. And she died. A lot of Americans say the thing every day. I'm going to take never happened for 200, Alex. I will stand up. For. Can and someone tag against, that child didn't like say that? Companies that got her hooked on those opioids and didn't tell the doctors or the patients what was going to happen. And her last we words were, "Mama." People's back. We also need. Her last words were, "Mama." And I have one in these red districts. We need a confiscatory economic policy that takes money from. Chris Reynolds has a uh, good point here. He says, odd tactic. Imagine something horrible when looking at and listening to me. <laughs> they are doing that. I want you to look at me and picture the most horrific thing you could possibly imagine. Vote for me. I don't think that's true in me. We are as divided and polarized as a country as we have ever been. And right now we have we had a, a civil who uses fear to try to drive us further apart. We had a period of time where people were shooting each other by the hundreds of thousands in a hot war that lasted three years. Was it three years of just 
Three years of people lining up in tightly packed lines and just firing at each other until one side lost enough people that they went, all right, you know what, fine, you win this one. Right. Okay? Like, we're the most divided we've ever been. Ever. Beto. Robert. Robert. I can think of a time about 150 years ago. Yeah, we were a lot more divided back then. Or even during the 60s. Pretty divided back then. This is the most divided we've ever been. That is an appeal to people who didn't pay attention in history class. At all. Or even just watch TV. (laughs) They didn't watch Forrest Gump. (laughs) They didn't watch Forrest Gump. Country's in trouble. GDP is going up and life expectancy is going down. Think about what that means. And it's only getting tougher. By 2030, we will have passed the point of no return on that. There could be 130 million more guns on our streets. I'll be in my 40s then. If you have kids, yeah, no, think continue about to how go old up. they will be then. But here's the good news. It's not too late. We can tell our kids that before we ran out of time, just before we ran out of time, in 2020, we did what it took to deliver a climate that we didn't have to wonder if it could support us. To deliver a society where race has no bearing on your health or your wealth or your relationship with law enforcement. That we did what it took to deliver an economy where a rising tide actually does lift all boats. We can do this if and only if we are ready to walk away from what hasn't worked with bold action and win, not only defeat this president, but defeat his congressional allies with a defeat so big that it reunites the Republican Party with its conscience, as well as bringing Democrats to office. Oh, they aren't going to like to hear that. So the U.S. life expectancy rate has dropped two years in a row by like 0.13 or something like that. It's, It's still higher than it was like four years ago or five years ago. So this isn't like we're all going to die. I mean, we are all going to die. But not in any like more rapidly than it has been. It's still been going up. So, every budget, every policy that we talk about is about who's going to get opportunity. Is it going to go to the billionaires or is it going to go to our kids? Right now, for decades, we have had a government that has been on the side of the rich and the powerful. It has been on the side of the dig at Obama. wealthy. And that means it has not been on the side of everyone else, not on the side of people living on our Native American reservations, people living <coughs> in inner cities, people living in small farms and small communities across this country. How do we beat it? Real ballsy of her to bring up the was some, the party of That was some chutzpah right there. Change. Give people a reason to show big, up and vote. And we beat it by there. building a <laughs> grassroots movement across this country. Not showing up behind closed doors with millionaires, but actually building it person by person across this country with small dollar donations, with volunteers, with people who show up and say, I have a stake in this democracy. I will not only beat Donald Trump in 2020. Yeah, she's got, she's got, she's got Parkinson's or something. Or she's just super nervous or something. There we go. Somebody who grew up in a family that lived in a rent-controlled apartment in Brooklyn, New York, and lived paycheck to paycheck, 
I'm running for president not just to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of this country, a guy who's a oh. racist and a sexist. The most dangerous the president in the we history of country? To transform this country. You shut up. And to stand with the working class of no, you completely muted. We are not apologists for Donald Trump on this program. We had presidents who owned black people, raped black people that they owned, and then enslaved the children that were the product of that rape. I would have to argue that that is more racist than anything Trump has said or done. I'd have to argue that. We have a president who started an illegal war to stop people from legally leaving the country. And then when he got the country to, when he decided to free the slaves in the North, therefore freeing the slaves in the entire United States, right. said he was going to send them back yeah. because it would be better if they weren't here. Yeah. We had a president who is known for dropping the only two nuclear weapons that have ever been used in a hot war ever, killing hundreds of thousands of people in one fell swoop or two fell swoops. We had Richard Nixon. (laughs) Period. It takes... I'll say chutzpah again because I'm Jewish. I'm an anarchist. It's the first time I've said I'm an anarchist on this entire program. This might be a record. This is don't touch my Marianne. Um, we don't put your dark psychic forces on my yeah. Brain. Don't put your dark psychic forces of collectivized hatred on uh, on Marianne Williamson. This is I mean there's hyperbole and there's calling Donald Trump the most racist and most dangerous president in U.S. history. Given U.S. history, yep. I don't. I mean, hey, you come over here and have sex with me because I own you, and if not, I'll kill you. Oh, you're pregnant? Awesome! I could use a new house helper. I'm going to need you to raise them to four years old before they can start cleaning for me. Yeah, I'm going to need you to raise them up to a nice toddler size so they can scrub the baseboards. Like, again, not not Trump apologists on this show. We are not Trump fans. Nope. There's a way to talk about things. They already have a countdown for tomorrow's debate. <laughs> There's, we should do that, too, just to be really pretentious. <laughs> just do, go live now. Just go live now. <laughs> just leave. Like, we were just looking at our walls. Just yeah. leave it up no, and we'll then come back start. tomorrow. Please, please stay tuned for 21 hours. Please stay tuned for the next 21 hours of just, uh, of just engaging Muddied Waters content of this wall and chair. Um, I... The most dangerous, the most dangerous president in history, Matt. I, we have a we have a president who 
locked up American citizens just because they had slanted eyes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's even talk about recent history. We had a president who kept out uh, uh, Jewish refugees from the Holocaust. And the reason he said was because he was worried that they were Nazi infiltrators. The Jews fleeing the Holocaust. Nazi infiltrators. That would help the Nazi war effort. Jewish Jewish Holocaust survivors. Actually, they weren't Holocaust survivors. Many of them went back to their deaths. They were miles from U.S. shores, and they were sent back. And really, in my personal opinion, the most dangerous president we've ever had was Woodrow Wilson. Sure. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean... He couldn't do as much damage, but that was just an, a question of technology. Imagine Woodrow Wilson with nukes. Right. Imagine, yeah. And not only that, but his policies have carried generations yeah. and have hurt generations of people. Woodrow Wilson was one of the greatest progenitors of the dark psychic force of collectivized hatred. I said it. So hot takes, what do you got? I think Marianne did as well as you could when they gave her a combined seven minutes, six minutes, including her seven minutes. I don't, I don't, I think she got five max. Opening and closing speech included, it was probably around five or six minutes. Right. Just. But I think she did really well with it. I think she still came out. I'm not sure you could call her the winner. Well, I don't know. Who came out looking the cleanest? Her? The rest of them were fighting, fighting each other and attacking each other. And she was talking about healing, and she was, towards the end, attacking not individuals, but the entire rest of the body, saying, you know, how can we take this seriously that they're going to fight back against Trump when they've been taking, or fight back against these evil corporations when they've been taking money from these evil corporations? And let's be clear, guys, there are evil corporations. I know, like, we're so used to being hearing that demagoguery that we might shut off when we hear it. But there are companies that their entire situation is built on rent-seeking and harming other people, defense contractors, uh, uh, prison contractors. All of this stuff is based on, yeah, I said it, uh, pri- private prisons. Private prison. Private for-profit prisons. Uh, but not just the prison maker, but construction. There are companies that do nothing but make prisons all day long for to be gov- run by government so it's not just private prisons i mean like there are some terrible terrible companies out there that literally just rent seek on your back they just make money off of your your subjugation and the subjugation and, and harm of people around the world the dark psychic forces of collectivized racism collectivized <laughs> hatred and racism yeah bernie bernie's just uh he's coming off of, like the doddering old fool that many of us knew he was back in 2016 yeah. elizabeth 
God, Elizabeth Warren bringing up Native Americans on reservations. <laughs> Man, that's gutsy. That's a ballsy move by her. That was pretty gutsy. Yeah. Amy Klobuchar bringing, like, in your closing statement, talking about dead children. Like, not what you want people to remember you for. And uh, Hickenlooper, same thing. I want you to look at me, and I want you to think about, what was it he thought? Cancer? What was it he talked about? The thing that you got to think about? Climate change, cancer, I don't know. Oh, what was it? Think about, oh, you're about to have a surgery to keep you from dying. Keep looking. Don't don't stop. Don't break eye contact. You're going to die. Vote for me. Look at my toupee. Look at my toupee and my bad teeth. Well, I mean, yeah, listen, I'm not a big like aesthetics person in terms of they have to look, you know, someone has to look a certain way for me to take them seriously. But that toupee was just there's a question of judgment there. <laughs> At least have a match. It's something like minimum. I part of why I don't like my beard, which is natural, is that it turns red and looks like it doesn't match the rest of my body. Part of the like reason that's I don't a, like my beard is because it doesn't grow. Doesn't exist and, and, and never will. You don't actually have hair follicles mm-hmm. on most of your body. Right. That's actually pretty accurate. Right. So that's also a problem. But that's not a question of judgment. You can't there's nothing you can do about that. Nothing you can do about it. You've evolved past needing hair. Right. And uh, you personally. And um it won't pass on to your children or anything, it's just you. You right. you personally just <laughs> the hairless. Yeah, because whenever I finally do like meet somebody that I want to have a child with, she'll be, I don't know, like Italian or something, and just like everybody in her family with beards and just it'll just be you. Hair. Yeah, I'll be the only one. Just being chest beards everywhere and Matt the hairless wonder. Um Yeah. Chris Reynolds says we have screenshots from last week that make it clear that you don't value aesthetics. Oh god, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's true. I was there were some angles, man. There were some precious angles on that episode. There were some precious angles. I not only didn't value aesthetics, I wasn't conscious during a solid 30 minutes of that show. Watching back, I would, I'd look at it and I'd be like, yeah, I'm not awake right now. Cause I don't remember any of that. I still talked. You did. the entire I still, time. I still talked fairly intelligibly. There were a couple times there. I talked about like a tree, something about a white tree or something, but uh, the rest of it, I was pretty intelligible, and I don't remember any of it. I was entirely asleep. Entirely asleep. The beard scratching in the mic, Sarah says. Yeah, that was nice, too. That was a good sound, right? It's ASMR. It's very ASMR, like, hey, everybody. God, that's a noise, huh? Yeah. Um, I kept hearing it last week. I know. <laughs> Mine was grislier. Um. I, uh, Sarah Branion says, I think a Democrat would think that Warren or Buttigieg was the winner. Buttigieg, you know what? Buttigieg actually did well-ish, yeah, I'd say. He didn't do bad. I, I don't think that Bullock did bad. I, I think that he sounds like 
he sounds like a Hollywood scriptwriter was like, okay, what do we want a Democrat to say? <laughs> what and what do, do we what do we want a rural governor to sound like? Hey yeah. everybody, I got this weird accent that I'm, I'm from doesn't Montana. really match anywhere. I am pro-choice. I am pro-union. I am uh, whatever. Climate yeah. change. I don't think he did bad. I don't think he did bad. I think for nobody knowing who that guy was before he came in, since he had, I don't think he was in the last round of debates, because if he was, he got the Mary Ann treatment. Um, I think that he probably gained more than he gained. He gained points while many other people lost more points. Yeah, he definitely gained from from some others lost. They also gave him way more time than Marianne, it seemed like. They let him but but part of the problem is some of it's the dark force dark psychic force dark of collectivized hatred. Some some of it's that. But it's also that in order to do well in terms of time with this debate you had to pick fights with individual people because then they'd respond to you and then you get to respond to them and go back and forth. And it encourages them to attack you next time so that you can do that. And Marianne wouldn't do that. Um, she she did kind of like go against the whole body writ large a couple times, which was sweet, but she didn't say like, you're wrong, da 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 But she's not going to. And maybe there's enough people that like that. I don't know, but... It's not going to help her with time. Um, yeah, I mean, she she did. She called out everybody in the field about you're taking the same money that you are talking down to. Like, 100% accurate. 100% accurate. She was completely correct with that. She was she, complete. Jacob said, I want to see Tulsi and Marianne face off. I actually like Tulsi. She's my Marianne. Oh, I like was, Tulsi. Sarah said that. Oh, sorry. Two different things. Jacob said the first thing and Sarah said the second. Uh, Jacob said, I don't hate her. Sarah said, Joe Biden is their candidate. This whole charade is a waste of time. Let me tell you something, Sarah. If all of this that we just witnessed happens and Joe Biden becomes the nominee, you think it was rough when Hillary got the nod? I was I was hanging out with personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney at law beforehand and Joe Biden does seem to be the choice like that's who the DNC wants I also think he is the second or third choice of most people because which can make him Right, because I think so. I think that let's say people like Marianne, they're like, okay, I like Marianne a lot, and then they're like, yeah, but if it's not Marianne, I'd like it to be Pete, but I'll accept Joe. Right, and that's how it is with Hillary. You only had the three candidates last time. You had Bernie, Hillary, and um, oh God, what was that guy's name? I oh, what uh, Baltimore? Uh, 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 frick, let me look it up. The mayor of Rat City. Uh, Not that guy. The guy that was on uh, Reagan's. He was the secretary of the Navy for Reagan. And then he oh, became... Jim Webb. Yeah, but he dropped out fairly early. Yeah, yeah, right. Jim Webb. They were they were the three people that were like really in the debate. Oh yeah, and then the other guy for Baltimore, who I forget who that was. He was a, no one. He was a Clintonite. Martin O'Malley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, kiss my bass, Martin O'Malley. Yeah. Thank you. Um. 
So you had you only had the four choices, and so people were picking sides. In this one, you've got four thousand candidates. So people are choosing their preferred candidates. So you've got the people who are going, okay, yeah, I want Warren or I want Bernie, but everybody probably has Joe at like number two or number three because, well, at least he'll give Trump a run for his money. That's the only reason that this one isn't going to be that big of a deal. Before you only had, it was Sanders and Clinton. That was basically it. You had Sanders versus Clinton and the people who wanted Sanders didn't want Clinton. Now they have such a wide array of options that they have backups. And in those backups, Joe Biden, if he's not their number one, if he's not their number two, he's probably going probably to be their number three. Yeah. And you're splitting the anti-Biden vote, right? So it's like with what happened with Trump earlier on in the Republican uh, 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 nomination fiasco in 2015 and 2016, where at one point, I mean, Trump only got 29, 30% of, of, of primary voters. But the you would see every time they try to coalesce around a candidate and that candidate would, you know, fall off or whatever. But you couldn't ever get enough support until towards the end when it was just Ted Cruz versus Trump. But at that point, Trump had such... And, and, and uh, even towards the end, you still had uh, Kasich pulling from the anti-Trump vote. So there was never a chance until the absolute end when it was our, when Trump already had more uh, 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 electoral votes than he needed, more of the points than he ne- actually needed. He already had the, the majority of the point where it was just Kasich and Trump. If it had been one or two or three people against Trump, there's a chance yeah, he might Trump not have gotten. Cruz was in there until the very end. No, he, so I, I actually thought that was the case. He actually, he suspended his campaign and just stopped campaigning towards the end. Towards the end, the very last two candidates were, I, and I thought the exact same thing. And then I remember, and then someone corrected me, uh, and I and I looked into it. And it was correct. At one point, it, it, the only time it was two people was Donald Trump versus John Kasich. Um, and and by then it was, I mean, Kasich stayed in to make sure that that Cruz didn't get the the nomination. Like that's literally why he stayed in because then so, shortly after Cruz dropped out, uh, Kasich dropped out. So super fan Chris Reynolds uh, doing doing just the Lord's work. So uh, Oh, wow. Look at this. Yeah, Warren got 18 minutes. Bernie got 17. Pete, 14. Klobuchar, 1044. Beto, 10. Delaney, 1024. Ryan, 938. Marianne, 853. Hickenlooper is the only person less. Well, where's the... Where's uh the the uh where's the uh the governor of Montana? Yeah, the Montana governor. Pete Clubs, Pedro Delaney, Ryan, Because he definitely got more than Marianne. Oh, I mean he yeah, Bullock got uh ten forty four. Bullock got ten forty four. Oh, Bullock and Klobuchar both got ten forty four. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bullock and Klobuchar both got he just sent me the graphic. Oh, um, okay. Bullock and Klobuchar both got 1044. Hickenlooper got 837, and Marianne got 853. Did it feel to you like he got less than Marianne? He really I, I didn't mean, talk a whole lot. That's true. He didn't. He really didn't. Like, I, I know his opening, his closing, and then he and Bernie got into it for a little bit. Like, that's pretty much it from him. Wow. So he actually got it worse than Marianne. Hmm. That's very interesting. 
I would not have thought she got eight minutes and 37 seconds. It felt like she got about five or six. Right. But, but, I, but again, that's including her speeches, which was probably half of that was just speeches. Yeah. I think it was a 90 second or a two minute closing or a 90 second closing and then a minute opening. And didn't feel it didn't it did not feel like she it had, did not feel like that no so uh uh oh kiss my bass says trump he said this a while back and i wanted to address it he said trump is going to win i tend to agree i would yeah i would there is nobody out there like i know that the i know all the polls are saying that biden is up 10 points or whatever it is and right now i think the so most, was hillary right i think the most recent poll for the uh democrat primary has biden at 30 has bernie in second place at 20 warren in third at 14 which i don't know how what happened to kamala harris uh because after the debate she was right there with biden yeah but she's fallen off because i mean she has walked back a lot of the stuff that she was saying um so i'm actually so tomorrow night when we do uh night two of this uh apparently on youtube um I'm going to try it on Facebook too, but we're going to just put the link to the YouTube right off the bat and say, if we get booted, come join us over at, at YouTube. Right. Um, we, uh, but for night two, you're going to have another rematch between Biden and Harris. And that was the biggest thing that happened in Harris's campaign was when she faced off against Biden. Now, personally, we, we here still believe that Biden won that. But we can't argue with what the what the people with what the people say. But Biden is still in the lead while Harris has fallen off. So how big of a win could it have possibly been? Wasn't a long term one to, anyway. Right. So and when he gets if he truly does get the nomination, that is possibly arguably the worst case scenario for Democrats. Worst case of the likely scenario for Democrats because the thing in the middle because half your face is covered. No, I kind of like this. Um, here, see if I if I move it over to this, then oh no, I can. Oh man, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna say you got like a Princess Jasmine thing going on. It was nice. I kind of liked it. Hey everybody, look at my beautiful face. Um. If Biden gets it, there are a bunch of Democrats who see Biden as every bit as bad as Trump. Now, we agree, but for completely different reasons. They're not going to vote for him. If they weren't going to vote, Hillary, Biden is male Hillary. He's Hillary plus penis. Minus uterus presumably exactly yeah right so um do you have anything else you want to add to that yeah no i uh hey let's congratulate mr america the bearded truth on the birth of his daughter oh yeah yeah we haven't had a chance to to play Jason and Kelsey Lyon, the Mr. Mirica, Mr. and Mrs. Mirica. Mr. The Bearded Truths. The Bearded Truths. <laughs> the Bearded Truths 
have given birth, well, she did mostly, have given birth to the very first muddied baby of freedom. That's right. Little, Kiara Lyon. We were really pushing for Mudwina Watera. But Jason did not follow through. Little Mudwina. And then at one point, we were going to like Matisha. Saturday morning at like 1130, seven pounds, 10 ounces. And like, I think most newborns look like a potato, possibly an alien. I don't know. She's actually a really cute kid, which is yeah, because it's Jason's. Well, you know, there is a... There's a lot of Kelsey in that kid. Thank I was gonna God. say there's a lot of a lot of it's a Kelsey heavy child. And that's good. Yes. That's a that's good. That's a good thing. But yeah, she uh she was born very healthy, very happy, uh, and Kelsey w- is doing well. Um We're very, very happy for them. Congratulations. I'm glad you brought it up because I I didn't realize I had forgotten that we had never addressed it on any of the shows yet. Yeah, no, we we hadn't. Every time we've been saying Jason might be on the air, we don't know because he had a kid on the way. But now he's got, now he has the kid. And congratulations to both of them because it's it's awesome. And uh, we are very happy for all of us here at Muddied Waters Media are very happy to expand the Muddied Waters family. Because now we have somebody that can do work for us. and eventually. Oh, yeah. She can be our Steven. She can be our Steven. Yeah. Just a few short years. Just like five years. She can be our Steven. Sarah uh, Bunyan watched Muddied Waters of Freedom in labor two months ago. Well, good for you. So <laughs> do you remember offhand what episode that was? Watching us is a very... Um, soothing <laughs> soothing and pain relieving experience like that's a that's watch tonight while i pumped my boobs <laughs> those are the times i'm not commenting it's a nice visual yeah that's a good visual so now when you're not commenting we just have to assume that you're you're breast pumping right which i'm <laughs> fine with uh, i mean you, you got to do what you got to do you got to do what you got to do. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, I, I'd say Marianne did pretty well. Buttigieg did well. I guess that guy, uh, what's his name? The mayor, of, the governor of Montana? Bullock. Bullock did well. Yeah. CNN is saying Warren and Bernie won. Of course they're saying. Uh, yes, of course CNN is saying that. They, what CNN wants I keep trying to close the show. It's not working. See it. What CNN wants is they want a four way race between Kamala Harris, Bernie Warren and Biden. And they don't care which one wins. Right. As long as one of those four candidates. They're also going to push for whoever wins to pick one of those four candidates, which would support Chris Reynolds theory of the Biden Harris. I think that, I think that no matter what, it's going to be a Harris VP if in the Democratic. Can you imagine Biden Harris after she called him a racist in the first one? Yep. What a freaking the here's how here's how the far left Antifa wing of uh, Antifa wing of the of the Democratic Party is going to look at this: the racist and the prosecutor, the dark psychic forces 
of, of collectivized hatred personified against Donald Trump. Why even vote? Yeah, no, I don't I don't I don't buy that. So tomorrow God willing and the creek don't rise. We're going to we're gonna have, gonna have the Did you just go Hillary Clinton on me? I sure did. I sure did. I sure did. I'm starting to shut down. If this looks similar to how how it did last Tuesday, it's because I feel that way. So tomorrow, we're going to do this again. And this time, it's going to be all dark forces. It's all dark forces. Everyone up there. I am am truly looking forward to it because... Kamala Harris needs another bump. She's going after Biden and she's yeah. going after him hard. Yeah. It's actually going to be pretty good. It's going to be dark on dark action. <laughs> so that'll be good. That'll be Wednesday. What is usually my fellow Americans instead we're doing Demageddon two electric electric or Intersectional intersectional boogaloo part du. Right. Dark forces. Now it's this time it's personal. That's right. Yang gang tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be Yang gang. Yang gang versus the freaking. The the dark forces. What a quote. The dark psychic force. I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. Ever. Someone cuts me off. You're a part of the dark forces. I pull down my. Hey, you. You're a part of the dark forces of collectivized, dark psychic forces of collectivized, collectivized hatred. hatred. I'm definitely getting her to talk about that when she comes on my show. That we're gonna have a whole segment about. So she's um, coming on your show, right? Yes, she's coming on my show. Uh, I actually just heard back right before we started from um from her assistant. And we're 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 pinning down dates because I don't want to move Kim Ruff. Um, and then Thursday, are you doing a show Thursday? Yeah, I'm doing a show Thursday. Uh, Who's your guest? This is, this is Aaron Nakamoto. It's the oh, yeah, yeah. from when she had to cancel on me. Cool. So you guys will be able to you'll be able to post. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Post. Talk post, about. Uh, Anarcho Vegas. Yeah, post Anarcho Vegas, you'll get to talk about how that went. Um, and then Friday, I don't know if Jason's coming back yet. He just had a baby, so Kelsey. He seems he seems to care more about the baby, no. which it's a novelty, right? There's a baby. <laughs> it's a novelty, right? It's a you know. The show, I've been doing the show for a few months. I got this baby. It's all new and shiny and babyish. The, it, the fun will wear out and he'll be back. That's what I'm saying. Eventually you go, this baby's crawling now. Is it really a baby anymore? More of a toddler, I More guess. Of a t- kind of toddling slightly i'm not really sure what the different levels of child bearing is i miss my show dad dad yeah no 
I'll be right back. I'll be back. I get it. Dada. Yeah. Right. Monosyllabic. Tiny little thing. Human. Use your words. (laughs) Baby. And (laughs) Monday again. No idea. Baby still new. Ooh, baby. And then next Tuesday, we will be having the regular Muddy Waters of Freedom. Yes. And then Wednesday. Are you I don't going know why I'm already... With the stuff? We're going to talk about the entire month of okay. August right now. And then August 20th. No. Uh, then next Wednesday uh, is Kim Ruff. Future Miss Madam President Kim Ruff. I'm not going to say that I was jealous that you had her on your show first. I'm going to say that as I watched your episode, I messaged her saying, (laughs) I want you on my show now. Yeah, no, Kim was a great interview. She was one oh, of yeah. my favorite interviews I've done. Yeah, no, she's so, great. So I, Dan Berman. I loved interviewing Dan Berman. I yeah, I like Dan too. On my show anytime. Um, but yeah, no, Kim was a great interview, and she should definitely come on your show. I can't, I cannot wait. I can't wait. Uh, Chris Reynolds says Spike definitely did drugs at the end of the debate. I don't do. Tr- I'm. This is me. Yeah. This is the mangoes wearing off, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the sugar, the sugar rush, the the hundred net carbs from slamming back two mangoes. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> super tired all day long. Didn't sleep much last night. Super tired all day long. Right before the show, I ate like almost a gallon of ice cream just for the sugar rush to get me. Through. It does it. It does it. And then you're like, yeah. Now now it's starting to wear off, and I'm like. Yeah, I I want to put down a countdown of twenty one hours and just sit here, <laughs> and like fall asleep. People come up, on, uh, <laughs> wake up tomorrow, same clothes. Okay, yeah, not even showered or nothing. Hey, what time is it? Is it eight? No, okay, and then you go back to. Is it eight? Oh, is it eight now? Okay, hey everybody. So we're not going to do that. Because that, I'm sure that violates some rule. Um, so just do kratom. I don't drink kratom, but it would work. Does kratom pump you up? I thought kratom kava take kava relaxes you. Uh, kratom in small doses is energizing, and then in higher doses it takes. You know. It's when you're so tired that you don't I do want to remember. say upper because I don't like referring to it as like uppers and downs. As an upper, yeah. yeah. It's a stimulant. Thank you. Stimulant. It's, and stim- it's a relaxant in large doses. Yeah. So. But yeah. So, so um, we ended this episode strong. Yes. And that's what I'm happy about. This is when we need somebody in. The, we need a Steven to just cut it. Someone uh, just put us out of our misery. Right. So, guys, we have said everything we're going to say. Oh, Matt, hey, in the meantime, until they see us tomorrow, if they wanted to go on the internet and uh, 
Look for us. How would that happen? So you can find us, uh, apparently not this episode, but other episodes. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Instagram at muddiedwatersmedia. You can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters. And you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. That's perfect. Also muddiedwatersmedia.com. Dot com, media.com which just forwards to moneywatersoffreedom.com alright well guys thanks for tuning in we will see you tomorrow and where we're going we don't need roads
Because my dreams are bursting at the seams Cause I get a thousand hugs From ten thousand lightning bugs Cause they try to